0: all right hello everybody training without conflict podcast number 16 this time i have mia skogster in front of me one of the most respected trainers in the entire world so it's a privilege that i have her here we're good friends for very long time she's been here for what like a month almost a month almost a month and yeah, just, just watching us train and whatever. But for the people that don't quite know who you are, how many times you won the world championships in IGP?
1: Uh, I have won uh, IGP world championships uh, twice with two different two dogs. Two different dogs. Yeah.
0: And how long, like like when when was the time that you decided that dogs is something you want to go for like that's your passion Like what? well was actually
1: that? like I started like immediately when I was like I think 4 years old I wanted to have a dog but my parents were like not dog people and so eventually I got a dog when I was 14 after like um, food strike and,
2: <laughs> I like and, it. and
1: and lying to my parents that uh, Belgian shepherds are like low maintenance dogs they differ from German shepherds and all kind of stuff then I got a dog
0: so you already had your eyes set on Belgian Shepherd.
1: I wanted to have a German Shepherd, uh-huh. but my mom was afraid of them. So I knew that I must find a similar Compromise. breed. I must find a similar breed. And I, I read all the books from the library, what I got, because it was time before Internet. Yes. And then, then I found out that, you know, Belgian Shepherds are similar. Yes.
0: As far as training, like how, how did it all go for you? Like when did you I realize that there is because it's one thing when you have a dog and you do some cool yeah. stuff but then there is a point in time where you're like okay this can go very crazy
1: yeah yeah I think I like uh already with my very first dog I I went to the field immediately when he was three months old but they 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 immediately sent me back home they said that we start training dogs when they are one year old in those times That's true. it was different and then I went to the summer camp when he was like nine months old and I tried all the sports there, like searching, obedience. I even wanted to try IGB, but the trainer said that they don't do this with beginners. So I tried everything else, like tracking, searching, obedience and agility. And then uh, and I called to all clubs and all the people who owned Belgian Shepherds, like in my area. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a meeting because there was not much going on in the west coast of Finland where I was living. And then... Um, then they set up a meeting, but it happened one year later and then, uh, I did, and I competed in agility immediately when my dog was 12 months old Oh wow! because the, the agility clubs they took me in, but like, uh, working dog clubs didn't. And then my dog was two years old when we finally had this Belgian Shepherd meeting and, and then I found there like trainers who did like searching and, and obedience and IGP. And we started all of those things. And um, it was very clear that this dog wouldn't be, like, highly talented for IGP because it was showline Dervyren. But I trained him to become, like, a working champion in, in a search and rescue sport. We have similar obedience than IGP, but then there was, of course, no protection part. And then I really, really wanted to have a German Shepherd again or a Malinois. And then I found, like, really, really cool Malinois, like... Out of, like, Quelle de Potois and Siste de Potois. You know those yes, Boy toy dogs.
0: The old yeah, and
1: I'm like, I'm going to have a dog from this combination, and so on. And so that's, like, how it really started. And, and when I got, like, Helge, I knew immediately when he was a puppy that this dog is, like, like, like this dog can become a world champion. Get and that's my dream, like, if I can do that.
0: So I'm gonna. Hopefully, I'm not forgetting my questions because I'm gonna have to. Sorry, my long answer. It was no, no. I really. (laughs) This is what I. This is what people want to hear. So, when was that time, when you realized that you actually are really good at what you're doing?
1: When I was standing next to you in the podium, 2007, in World Championships, I was the vice world champion. You were the world champion, and I was like, "Come on, I'm here." With like legends, like Ivan is right next to me and there was like Mario Versic on the other side. He was a former, I think, triple world champion yes. or something. And I was like between you and I'm like, my dream has come true. And if I never, ever in my life achieve anything, nobody can take this moment away from me.
0: Yeah, I, I remember. I, that, yeah, that, that was, was a very, one. because we have this picture of the podium, that exact picture. Mm-hmm. I have it in my training room and we were talking about it about like a special time mm-hmm. and and you change my special moment because it it really is a much more special than becoming the world champion like we cannot take away world champion is a world champion and yeah. especially when you do it twice or three times it's not a you know one time hit like you always you yeah. do it right but I always used to think that it's a, uh, that was my high, high moment becoming the world champion. And after talking to you about the, that moment that you're on the podium, and for me that was the same. Like I, yeah. you totally changed my thinking because that was uh, when I got second time, second place at the world championship next to Knut Fuchs and, and coming from the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, okay. We're here, right? So that's yeah. cool. Um, now, you mentioned about Helge. What a, What does it make? Like, we we know, like, we, I mean, we've been training for a month here. We I remember us being in Finland in 1 a.m. in a, I don't know, freezing cold winter time, out talking dogs and doing healing. I don't know if you remember this, yeah, but we were like, I, do. Yeah. I mean, just, that's what we do right but what make how do we decide how do you decide that what what do you feel when you see a dog as you said with Helga and it's like okay no he he has everything that potential right and there is there is a I think it's a package but for you how do you I know it's a feeling but what is it more
1: yeah I think it's like uh when we have like a dog that you see that it's very talented in protection, it has like it has the the self confidence, it has the poise, it has the um, braveness, it has the courage, the grips, uh, the the motivation, the enthusiasm to do this work, and then also that I think the one important part is for me that the dog has like self control, you know that he's like balanced dog. Because I think that if we really want to reach like 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 excellent results from competition to competition, we want to have a reliable dog. So it must have also like uh, like very very balanced character. If it's like too, he has to hype. see the
0: picture correctly, not just go in one extreme, right? Yeah,
1: because if it's too extreme, dog, too low self-control, the environmental stress can affect on the dog performance. I think that that. that You know, there are a lot of people, different helpers, noise, all all things are like different than in your training. But if you have balanced dog, it it can ignore this kind of distractions. And often the dogs who are like extremely fast, extremely like, um, like explosive, they let the environmental stress affect themselves more. So I kind of like search more for balanced dogs and I think it's like... That's the one thing. Also, that, that we have the connection with the dog, that we feel right. that you know. I think that's also important. But but also, I believe that we can build if we are good trainers. We can build like amazing connection with different types of dogs.
0: And when you have um, how how do you remember how old was he when you were like I I really think we are doing this together.
1: I think. Um, Kind of like I had all the time the feeling since he was like, like like a little bit all the time like since he was three months old when he first time took like a hard sleeve mm-hmm. and he was a little puppy and he was carrying it really proud and I was like, like you know king. that yeah like a king and I'm like 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 this is the dog what I have been wishing for but but of course like um, um, I think after the like what of course like the real thing. Uh, it, it came like true more and more all the time. I think when we had some some struggles in tracking and when we were able to solve those struggles there, it was mainly because of my own you know training skills and 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 the training right. what I did before for him but when we when we when we fixed those and he did his first i g p one I think it was very clear that this would be a dog that i can i mm. can succeed, but still you know like until we really did this vice world champion, you know, uh, results. Yes,
0: there is a lot of questions still. Yes, and then it was yeah. really
1: like this really has come now true.
0: What about the maturity? Like, because, like, where what, uh, what I, what I want to go and help some, at least some of the people that listen to the podcast, I, and I don't know what your take on this is, but I find that there's this really strange, fine line will make the decision if that dog's going to make it or not and sometimes we need to wait and sometimes we are too quick to to say no that's not a good oh, dog absolutely. right yeah. and, and yeah. I see a lot of dogs that we just didn't recognize that they were just not ready at the moment and we didn't give them time or on the other extreme people get stuck with a dog that just cannot take him where they want to go.
1: Yeah, but you know, I think it's it's very interesting because, like, uh, like with Helge, he had like a medium food drive or n- not at super high. He was also a more calm dog, so he wasn't anyhow talented for food obedience. Uh-huh. Also, my skills were not yeah. super, and so. But you know, uh, I, I could for sure like nowadays train him better also with food. But however, he wouldn't be a dog that would look like awesome in obedience, like, with food. He, like, he started to bloom immediately when I, like, changed from food to prey when he was, like, one year old. Mm -hmm. And I did then, like, three steps healing and reward. Three steps healing and reward. Something like this. When he was, like, 12 months old, he couldn't do any more. And I think this is, um, you know, I I think that people are too focused on how good the dog looks with, with food, you know, how active the dog is, like, how much you know energy he puts for the food and mm-hmm. that is not so important if you really look because like it's just
0: a transition yes, state right
1: yes yes we don't need like a extremely food motivated dog to make great results and so i think that is something that i think the first kind of like typical mistake what people think they are like oh that's a super dog who can do like super active healing with food
2: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 i just like with with a like with ins- um, like with uh, all of my dogs, but uh, Helge also like need a lot of time to like build his like fighting spirit crate, and then and he, then he made like very great progress very quickly, like after that.
0: How is it in the winter when you train? Like you, I mean, you have indoor places, right? I'm in mean, Finland, but still kind of difficult if if it's a big stretch of time where yeah, like
1: tracking we can't do so it's like um we can n- nowadays we have more uh we can go to even warm indoor places before we train in a cold horse training arenas but yeah we do like obedience we do uh we can do protection
0: so what are the benefits of
1: the benefits training
0: is- in the kitchen so to speak because we all train in the kitchen at some point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I do a lot this with puppies. I think the cool thing is that there is no distraction. We just can focus on the dog and uh, and um, also our own improvement more. But um and another benefit is sometimes that sometimes dogs need break. It's not about like if we think about obedience and and protection. It's it's more about the quality of training, and it doesn't matter if you have one month break, if you train after that, like, right. really
0: gently. The, you know what I was thinking also that it's very interesting to talk about is as a trainer to adapt to the dog that you have at the moment and not to always compare it to the dog that you had in the past. Yes. I think trainers just, not everybody, but you have a good dog and you always, it's like, okay, he has to become the same dog. And I think... um it's a disadvantage when you try to make... you you almost disrespecting what that individual dog is if you constantly try to make him look like the one before, right?
1: Yeah, you have to like... Uh, I think the great trainers always adapt themselves and their methods they are using in each individual dog. So so um, it, it starts even from the movements, from your praise voices, from everything. It's not only even like whether you use food or toy. And and it's it's the whole package, and and I think the good trainers are like good actors, so so um, you know. And and then we have to have this kind of high hope attitude also that we think that um, we have a, like a dog who is talented. It's different than the previous one, but it has his own benefits, his own you know talents. What he brings in, like for example, I think the dog what I have right now is more adaptive he wants to do things right while i think for example my previous dog who didn't want to do (laughs) you know he he was like he didn't care about whether i'm happy or not Mm -hmm. but then he had another talents he had like really really good like um like like if he wanted something he was like extremely focused nothing could ruin that the problem was how to make him so motivated about everything so every dog has like their own things and and yeah, we have to adapt it. I think that's the right that's also what I love to do. I love to find oh when I do this, oh now he responds as well. And then I feel like it's like very rewarding to myself when I realise that I have now learned something new from my dog and I can make it better. And that's how he responds is. Because dogs are very good teachers.
0: Yeah. What about the methodical training? Like we we, we have planned where we're going but i think making the plan of and that plan probably changes all the time but how do you how do you move forward you have you got the dog you start training
1: yeah i think we have the first half what's the
0: the vision how how because there is something about being methodical but there is also something about recognizing the moment and the dog says no let's go there yeah and you get stuck and you don't allow it right
1: yeah, I think the main important, first of all, is that you have like, you have a vision. You have to f- see in your mind, like, what's the end result, like, like how you want your dog to look at, like, in protection, in obedience, in tracking, and wherever you want to train him. And then you have to understand, like, what your kind of dog will look at its best, you know, at his best. That you understand that even I would like my dog to look like this, but maybe my dog can't do exactly this way, but he can look a little bit different, but still very good, still yes. get excellent results. So you, you have the vision. Then you think like the steps, like how you can get there. So you have a plan, of course, like like strategy, how you can reach that. And then I have like some kind of like milestones there on my way. I look like always the progress, how it goes forward. And if I realize that we stuck longer than, than, than should in one part, I'm, like, questioning if my method is wrong. Should I change something? Mm-hmm. If it's just that I have to repeat more, I have to train more, or, like, like I have to make that decisions, and then I have to try. Sometimes we just, try, like, okay, maybe if I try like that, maybe maybe that could be something. And I'm, like, observing. like. like so do you say uh, you're...
0: How, how would you describe yourself, your skill of... Are you more rigid or more flexible to go around and and go?
1: I'm very flexible, flexible to go right? around. I think flexible
0: yeah. is very important, no?
1: And I and I also like I look. I love to see like like other top trainers training who go there and who reach the same results with a little bit different ways. Because I can always learn something. Then I can say like 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 for example now we have had a, an awesome training here like like i I was stuck in with one exercise we talked about it we tried something what i haven't tried before right because i thought that you know i have already tried everything what i can from my tool pack and then we are like okay we can try something else and it, it it gave like immediate like results so so i think it's like i always like uh, but I wanna always see like the if I'm listening advices, you know, I want to see also some results yes. behind them.
0: Uh, rules are important because if we don't know the rules and if we don't if we don't watch where the competition, what the trends are, and don't understand how to make points. Yeah. Right? It's it's a in a way it's a chess game what we do. We have to say okay, my dog's not gonna be able to sit. The same. It's just not possible to sit physically the way some other dog will. Yeah. I'll leave that alone. I'm not gonna push it, but I know where I can get my points back. Exactly. Right. Yes. So, knowing rules and knowing how to find for fight for points. Yeah. When you're competing.
1: And for giving some little, like, don't try to break the dog. You know, don't try to like, like. It's like. How to say, you have to understand what are your skills, what is the personality of your dog, and then decide to do little compromises. Exactly like you said, that I can get the points and where the big points are coming, I can focus on those exercises. And because there my dog can like shine. Right. And then deciding that, okay, this thing here is going to be half point away. I'm not going to like try to get that half point, you know, in, in like, like a two obsessed. Obsessed. Right, obsessed. Yes, yeah. yes. And then just okay. If I lose their it. because it's very voice... easy to get
0: obsessed yeah. when when yeah. something is not quite how you want. And yes. then you, but then it's like you're starting to pocket it, and instead of making it better, you make the dog more aware that he cannot do it.
1: Yeah, right? and, yeah, exactly. And then you also get more when you get more obsessed. Like when the, when the trainer gets more obsessed, it's also that like, uh, your mood is not like good for the training right. either. So and, and and I mean we don't talk about like one training that can sometimes go on that way that you kind of like try to fix something and then you realize that was maybe not a good idea one training when you have a good base basics and good foundation it's is it's not a problem but then you have to pick clever trainer and realize that that is not how I want to bring my dog forward this is not good I have to change myself and it's also about also that we learn that even we are not always satisfied, that we learn to act, you know, that, yep. you know, and I have a really, really funny example of this. Like my previous talk was not good in sit from motion. Um, and then um, I knew he's going to make like a very good. And he always makes like, I want him to do like a relaxed sit. It doesn't have to be super, f- super fast. And then my assistant trainer, like it was a one-shot training that I told them to say super, when my dog sits or good when he sits. And then um, uh, if it's like, especially good, they can say like, I think super, and then good when it's not so good. Mm-hmm. And they forgot to say me anything. They were like talking with each other. So then I turn around and I'm like looking at them. I was angry. I didn't hear any feedback. And I'm like, was it not good? And they were like, yeah, yeah, it was one part. He did it like like very good. And, like, and then I was like, then I of course reported my dog. And then I questioned myself afterwards that why do I even need this information, whether my dog was like 2 parted or one parted or something. If I, I, anyway, I'm going to reward my dog. So I'm not going to give him any correction. I'm just going to reward him, like no matter how he does it. Mm -hmm. So why do I need it here? And then I told next training to my trainers, like my assistant trainer saying to me that, Tell me super, no matter how he does it, tell me always super. And then I turn around and I heard the super with a voice like super like this. And I was so good mood and I came back because I actually only wanted to reward him from good focus. And so and relaxed it and good focus. So I always rewarded him. And I felt so good one month before my trial that my dog also started to sit faster, you know? And and and, and, and the main focus was actually in the focus of the dog. Right. So kind of like that you question, like, what kind of information you need in each training and, and when you are in good mood. And, yes. I, and, and no matter how my dog was, I was like, he must be super because they said super. So it boosts my, it lifts my yes. mood up. Yes, yes, and, yes. And, and so sometimes, you know, these kind of things are needed in, in order to actually get excellent obedience. And he did excellent obedience in his championships.
0: Yes, he did. No
1: matter with a little slow sit. <laughs> yes,
0: he did. This is this is that's the the cool part about the game we play mm-hmm. is to this kind of moment to that's what I think that's what separates really excellent training and thinking and planning from from just hitting a wall and being stubborn um do you like I think it will be interesting for people because many not everybody but many want to be where you are that's the motivation right we get inspired mm-hmm. just as your you it's it's your word inspire your dog right yeah, yeah and and they i think everybody is assuming how you train how i train how somebody you know very successful trainer trained and I think we, we don't always train the same way, but somehow, as we talked, we have a picture how to get there. And having these different flavors is very interesting. Instead of everybody doing exactly the same thing, I think we will be bored to that. To where it's like, oh, I, I try something different than everybody, and then we compare, and then we share, and that's how we grow as a community. yeah. And so do you like do you like as you say you have sometimes people to spot you? How often you train by yourself?
1: I think I train mostly by myself, mostly like by yourself. maybe ninety nine percent I'm just alone,
0: yeah, the same thing
1: and yeah,
0: so what about then do you now that we have phones and it's so easy to make videos like do you? How how much do you watch, do you film your training sessions? I would and lo- do you see any importance of that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really, every time when I have a chance, I kind of give my phone and I'm like, please film my training. If we have like more people, I always ask them to film my training because I, I just love to watch it afterwards. I can see some little things there, especially from my uh, own handling that I can improve this comes of course even more important, like later um when we prepare our dogs to the competitions, but I like to see there are some things that I can't see, you know like right. how you know how the dog sits, for example, or how how I stop how i how I use my legs, for example, you know, like leg work, hand work, these kind of little things when I'm preparing dogs to competitions, I like to see it, and it's kind of like yeah. Of course, a lot of things I feel also when the rock yes. is next to me, but I, I like to do it.
0: And it's different when, like, you see him here looking at you, but it's different when you see him from the side, how he yeah. looks too. And it's yeah. like, And then you see yourself, and it's like, no, I could have helped here, right? Yeah. Or, or, or... So you do film. Yeah. And the next one that's very interesting... And I think it's interesting, not just for me but everybody. How often would you train, and does it matter? Like, like training, like the difference between having a a young dog versus older dog, and you're you're at home and you have you, you do your normal stuff and you're training. How how often? How long the sessions?
1: Okay, the younger the dog is. The shorter are the sessions, so um, usually it's like two minutes with little puppy, two three minutes only, I think, when I'm training with food. Mm-hmm. And but I do it like three times a day, like some little things. So
0: that's kind of like the kitchen training we're talking. About. Hey, let's training. have some fun.
1: Exactly, that's like like when he engaged with me, and I I wanna like teach him like the healing position and and stuff like that, and and then immediately when I know that I have reached a limit what my dog can do, let's say that my dog has like learned to seek the right healing position. He has learned to do the healing already head up in the right position. I stop it and I can have like six months break from that particular exercise. And I can wait that his drive develops. He plays well with me. And then I can come back for these basics what he already has learned. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, I don't just train because I think that I want to train kind of, you know, I always think that what my dog actually has to learn, and because the time is very limited, so I have to I have to train the right things, and then I can focus on something else. And then, um, yeah. And then I can have easily when I'm traveling and I'm traveling without my dog, then he has of course break from training and so. But yeah, it, it, it's so. Then when the dog gets older, his uh, energy level gets higher. Um, I can already play with him more, of course, then the training sessions comes longer come longer mm-hmm. and and so but even then I can decide that if I just want to build like more energy to one particular exercise, I can just train that and make it very short, or I can decide that now my dog needs to learn like duration and 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 like like keep on going, so sometimes I'd make it on this way and uh, You like to
0: focus when you take the dog out to play, I mean to train, right? Focus on certain exercises or you're trying to make a whole picture. Because sometimes, you know, there is trainers that train, teach pattern, and it's like every session, it's very robotic-like. And there is trainers that just work elements and then here and there put them together. What is your...
1: I, I, I go thing, more in the beginning for this. Like I, th- I, I teach like all elements separately first as perfect as I can. And then I start to put them together as a pattern, like a competition pattern. Yeah. And then when I'm preparing my dog with the competition, like, like when they are like two to three years old, something like this, of course, depending on each dog's um, development. But then I start to order like two more longer sessions, and 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 I'm also introducing the pattern for them. Mm-hmm. But but even then, I can break it and decide to just if I have a problem with one exercise, you know, I can just focus on that one particular exercise, and and so on, and then and I can then
0: bring it back in.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's varying
0: when you train. Which one is like if you if you are to say your top three big of importance in your training like what is number one thing that you would want
1: emotion i think the emotional uh uh stage like the emotional um the
0: interaction between the two or your
1: i think that um there are like two things it it depends on the exercise so in some i think for me the most important is that the dog is like his emotional level and his arousal level is exactly the, the right, like, for each exercise. Mm-hmm. Because in different exercises, we want to have, like, a dog in different uh, arousal level, in different emotional stage. And, l- like, like, for example, in the long down, we want something else than in the send away. Yes. We want a dog who is, like, yeah, not thinking anything.
0: So, you kind yeah, you know? I do, like, you know, like, I... I always seen, at least in my head divide them in passive and active exercises, and yeah, and then they have different elements to where it's like okay, if I need active and I'm doing training, then I would do the active stuff in the beginning of the session, and then the like I would do the down. I will introduce later on. Everything mixes up, yeah, but, but I w- I generally would like to do a the long down after the dog is already trained and he kind of wants to lay down in some ways. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of separate like this? Do you play like this or no?
1: Um, yeah. I can also like uh, in the beginning of like long down uh, I-, I can train that like a bit separately that the dog would be focused on me. Sometimes like that he kind of understands the exercise and, and later on I can train it like as the last exercise. Sometimes also the first one of course by, because sometimes we also need need to need to introduce the young dog naturally that you have to stay here like when even in the beginning. But um but yeah it's it's um it's like um it it it's like a varying very much this. But sometimes I I do like I feel that now I need to focus on making my... When I want to, like, stabilize a certain emotional state, for example, the retrieves and send-away, so that's for sure that I don't train first healing then. Then I just train, like, retrieves and send-away, that he's very fresh, he puts all the energy what he has on those. Right. Because I want to have, like, really good returns and very fast send-away, that he's not tired. Um And then, then when my dog, like, sport condition improves and he can, like his duration gets better. So he, his, his physical condition, his mental condition is like stronger. Then I, of course, sometimes can do like, you know, the healing pattern, sit down, stand, recalls, then retrieves and then send away. But I don't too often do the whole pattern like that. Mm-hmm. I often like split it that I have like retrieves and send away. I have, you know, healing and sit down, stand motions. And then, um, yeah, just to, make sure that my dog is like not too often too tired when he does the retrieves.
0: One of the cool things that I've been watching you do
1: yeah.
0: is the very initial, like the, the very first moment when we say, let's go on the field, like you take a very good care that the dog when you go on the field he is in the right mood and the right motivation and then things go right yeah a lot of trainers neglect that going on the field thinking that once on the field as they start healing as they start doing things they kind of progressively get better but the dog is not 100% and I think you're very good at whatever how you create it and I'm sure with every dog is different but there is this moment that I'm sure you take time otherwise it cannot happen like this but when you say let's go you have undivided attention and motivation from your dog
1: but that is very nice to say this because this absolutely is something we have to train for like like we have to train it it's like not naturally built in any dog uh, because obedience is not so natural of course like tracking or protection is more fun for the dog itself and when for example my young dog what you have seen now here was younger he was like six months old and I did like seminar in France and I had my dog there with me and we have just trained like you know um protection a lot of protection with him every time when i went to another field i always did protection Mm -hmm. and then i informed people that i'm very sure when i come here my dog is not engaged with me so i don't start to do healing even you want to see me doing the healing i'm just focusing on like engagement and i just come here like you know like to tell him that if he looks away i will give him feedback no you shouldn't watch away you should watch me wow. Then emotionally I I like make him feeling really good of that and I play with him. And when I get him engaged, maybe I will show you one healing. Right. So that 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 first thing is like this that I teach him that no matter what my dog expectation is, you first if I tell you it's obedience, then focused on me, and then we have a lot of fun. So I, I, I give him a lot of feedback, both positive also negative feedback if he's like thinking of something else because we know I'm sure you agree with me that when we have high driven dogs who are intre- who are brave and interested in everything what happens around them we just cannot simply wait yes and let them decide what's good to do because they can choose so many things around and so i, I i'm i'm doing this and then he improved very quickly and i went to a lot of like places with him and I told always to people, even I came here, I first introduced, I, I told the people that I come here to do just engagement
0: mm-hmm. when I
1: did in a seminar, like the first healing session. But I felt immediately he was there. Right. So I could start it's the a healing. It's feeling, right? Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect feeling, but it comes like after we have trained it for the dog. We have to train first the dog to focus on us. So simply task the dog can for sure do, like eye contact, like a face-to-face, super reward from that. And when I feel that even I put the toy away and I move a little bit and the rock still keeps the eye contact, when I have this feeling, then I can start healing.
0: And in a way, you're, you are creating that the desire and belief in the dog that they can almost like push you to go, so I'm ready, let's go.
1: Yeah, it's more right? like, a, yeah. Instead the of
0: much... the other way around.
1: Yeah. As yeah. a handler,
0: I'm ready and you let's go, right? That's yeah. Yeah.
1: I want my dogs to say like when I it's it's so important for me that when I hide the toy and I put it like invisible in the pocket that my dog is like like keep on the eye contact if I move he's like I want to do it I want to do it and I and he would like to call to my side and I'm a bit like preventing him and I say not yet not yet okay so that the heel command is like is like uh, connected uh that dog connects it like Oh, and conditions it that it's like a free, okay, I let you do that. That heal is like free.
0: Yeah. Free,
1: heal, okay. And he really wants to push me to let him do that. So when you,
0: like I, I sometimes struggle with this when I give seminars, and you give plenty of seminars everywhere. This on its own is so important and so critical but when you're in a seminar environment people want you to go on the field and you want to show the healing and everything but that preparation moment of the dog warning and being ready and being focused and being in the the optimal mindset for work yeah. i find that very difficult for people in a seminar environment because they feel that this is this is not what they are there for they want to see how do you do the healing? How do you teach the sick? Yeah. How do you make the retrieve? And this gets totally kind of left aside, and it's mm-hmm. so important. How do you how do you go in your seminars to to tell people that that's a big deal?
1: Yeah, and I think normally I don't have my dog with me, so uh-huh. normally it's just like presentation, video presentations, and I I'm, I'm like explaining this there. But when I have the dog with me, it's so important. I love my dog so much and I love my work so much. I don't want to spoil it just because people have wrong expectations. So they have to, first of all, understand that young dogs, they will not see errorless training. They will not see something me doing like, uh, you know, like a five-year-old dog going to the championships if I have one-year-old dog or two-year-old dog. And so I want to be very honest with them and explain them like, and I think that it's good to explain them before I even take the dog, that this is what you should expect. And then you will see how I interact with my dog. And that is the most important thing, I think, to even learn. Not exactly like how the dog, like how the healing even looks like, but don't expect the healing. I will show the healing if I can. And I think they have understood it. Nicely when I learned to like explain this like beforehand, <laughs> but I think this is something that um, people think that when you are like a world champion trainer, that your dog will look like a world champion when it's one year old, which is completely false. Yes. I can make a cool, we know this, in the Instagram yes. videos, we can make it super cool. And my dog can look like 16 30 weeks 30 seconds
0: it's very easy to make.
1: It's super easy. It's completely different to do it like at trials, that's why I always want to see the rock in the trials. And Which I
0: trust... Now now that you touch the internet and the social media training, how, how do you feel? Like, I mean, there is the benefits, of course, of being able to see so much. But how, how do you feel about the, the Instagram moments of, okay, well, this is a good healing, this is good healing, this is... Like, do you feel the training community benefits or it's a little bit of a disadvantage when they watch this kind of videos?
1: I think it's like both. The good cool thing is we can inspire people, of course, by Instagram. We can show good work. I'm really, I'm also thinking it's a bit disadvantaged that people, they they kind of like, um, they maybe think it's too easy. They, they learn that they own, because nobody shows errors the, in the, Instagram. You're right. The yeah. struggle. Struggles and everything what we all have to face in order to get where we want to. And um, and also like like when I posted a video of my doctor being like sixteen weeks old, like a perfect healing, with a perfect position. And he was only able to do it with, with no distractions yes. in my home field. And I couldn't even go with the with a strange field uh like like I don't even know if he would play with me there. Well, you know, because right. his prey drive wasn't yet that open, and, um, and 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 sometimes I'm thinking that it's like making people believing like like something fake, and and then in the seminars I always explain it. You know, this is the perfect Instagram video, right. but that's how we really do it, and that's how we really reach it, and so that. People don't, they they have to, they have started to learn too much, this kind of errorless training that, oh, I don't want to make any mistakes. You will do mistakes, honey. So (laughs) just take it as it comes. And then we can fix the mistakes.
0: Mistakes are part of learning, no? I mean, it's it's very easy to navigate. It's like, okay, that's, that's a wrong way. That's what we like. Yeah. Versus... Focusing on the right way. I, I also, I also am so big on trial and error. I think it's, it's like okay, well, that that didn't work, did it? <laughs> Let's see how we can make it better. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, and, and I think that, um, um, like when you mentioned before about, um, like we all aim, of course, like the train looks like very conflict free, and and what I think that the good trainers like you and and like like all the people we we, we have had here right like like this weekend. um, it's like the good thing like even we have a bit different approach like how we like like with our how like the methods and so how we go there. But the good thing is that we are all like very much focused on emotional communication. Right. Like we and we are good at that. And that is something what you can't learn in the books
0: yeah it's no, the it's the make making the dog truly believe that they they are capable and that they are yeah. successful
1: yeah and you can make like the dog believing that 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 you are proud of the dog and they can right. feel the pride in your voice and they can feel the the kind of happiness if you want to make them more delighted right. you can make them feeling calm and it's like how you play with your voice how you interact and I think that this is what I really admire in all good trainers that they That's the that's the key. It's there, yeah. It's there.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. That it's yeah.
1: And and I think this is like. And I think that people should focus not so much like, like the technical way of teaching, like a healing, for example. They should focus on more like how we interact with the dogs, how our what, what our body language tells to them, how we talk to the dogs, our timing, of course, but. It's much more than just timing, and I think this kind of like when you have these four squa- like four the quadrants, quadrants yeah, yeah. yeah, and this kind of beha- behaviorism, it never gives answer to all learning, because dogs can also like model and copy humans. They can feel emotions, and 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 that is something important. We have to like in addition. I mean, f- this there are a lot of things we can learn from theory, but then there is also a lot of things we can just learn by you know trying and watching how the good trainers are doing it we could learn so much by that
0: yeah it's a it's a that toss up between theories and hands-on and hands-on it's in how? my opinion is so big it's like sometimes i like I I would go I don't know in any country anywhere and I would look at somebody with just a dog not doing any sports or anything and they have that thing between them and their dog just because they like the dog and the dog likes them and they have come to some agreement how they do things so even if they go to the park and play ball you see that yeah and I think this is um, I think we all have it inside, but when we think, oh, I'm going to be this big trainer, we neglect that part of being, being yourself and, and really looking at the dog as, a, as your buddy, as your friend. It's like, hey, we're going to figure it out and we're going to make this. It's not necessarily let's go that system and we go strictly, strictly to where it becomes so uh, uh, artificial mm-hmm. that the dog is like, that's not fun like you're not having fun with me you're just making me do things and and then we end up where where I'm going with this is the kind of circling back to where we were creating a dog that wants to versus making a dog do and they both have the place but
1: mm-hmm.
0: a dog that to, to create that dog to want to do things with you, to really be like...
1: Oh. He's kind of seeking mood. Right?
0: And yeah. then we are, at times, no, you have to do it this way. But if we start with you have to, then we can... It's very hard to make the dog want to, right?
1: Yeah. And I think, like, like uh, when I saw the book in your library today about Jak Panksepp, mm. and he talked about this seeking mood but it's very like pleasurable itself and I think when I train my young dogs like to learn new things I'm aiming for this kind of like the dog would be like oh you ha-, like, like 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 the handler has something what I want how could I get that and I'm like yeah you have to keep on trying intrigue In yes intriguing like and it's 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 like they and, and when we get our dogs to this mode and they like they like oh I have it here and how could you get it oh you can yeah, see' really the right good at position that, like and, you
0: even when you I mean during the seminars and everything when you start doing this and you're explaining it to to the handler and it's their dog and you start talking like this and the dogs get so intrigued by you and and I mean the handler the owner becomes almost secondary just because you you bring that curiosity and that like yeah. Ah. Yeah. And they are mesmerized, like oh, I want to do things with you.
1: Yeah, because like, no matter what's like our like like with humans we can talk, like we have the language, we talk English, we talk Finnish, whatever, and and you understand my words. But dogs are very good in picking at picking up like emotions, and so when we when we and I talk if if I would talk to you like right now with this kind of like very boring like driving instructor voice, it sounds like it's it has its place in the dog training. This kind of good boy. Well done, like that. But if I want to make the dog more exciting i i I intentionally change my voice. And I think if we play a little bit with "Ooh la la," I have something what you want. Yeah. I have the food here. And there you go. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I really want to have that," yeah. you know. And it's not only the voice; it's my whole um, like, well, yeah, like it's, expression it's, it's, with the with the body. Also, I can raise my eyebrows like "Ooh la la" if there's a camera. <laughs> something. Yes, and they yeah. become
0: they, they're they're they, like, they
1: become feeling that emotion I like, like, oh she really is like excited. This is really special. Yeah. She really has something. And also when they come from that like, Oh I right. was it was not my intention to give all of that to you, but you were so greedy, so you got it. And then I you know, all these things have its place and, and that is something what I like like what I think that what, what I would wish that in scientific researches they would like a little bit more like like uh, make researches about this. Yes. Because we dog trainers know how much like, and, and we have already, the science has, has already like, um, like proven that dogs have emotions and, 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 and emotions are like mirroring between humans and dogs. But still, actually, like how many dog books we have about that, that how would you do that? True. What kind of emotions the dog can actually feel and how can you help your dog to become more engaged with you? If you learn to like play with your voice a little more and with your body, yeah I think that is something. and that th- that's why I like, for example, I, I, I wrote a book about this in Finnish language. Now yes. we have Te- it in tell, Finnish, tell me yeah.
0: a little bit about the book now because now that we mentioned that.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it was like, um, I want to write a book about like my way of communicating with a dog. So I like explain like six different praise voices there, how we can like um, communicate better with, with, with dogs generally, like how we can use the body language, how we can interpret dogs' emotions and and then become like every day a little bit better dog handler because it's something that we never become perfect. But I think that it is something that when people would uh, so, so this book is just about emotional communication with a mm-hmm. dog, not like teaching, like like how to train your dog to do like a perfect healing. Because if we have this really good, like I think that all the really top level trainers they have it like naturally. But in the seminars, the time is limited. In in the private lessons, people are very focused on fixing a, a
0: particular something. Yeah, right?
1: fixing some problem, fixing yeah. some issue. But so often we will say, hey, but you have to first learn to communicate with your dog better and then we can come back for this problem what you want to fix and so it's more about like this and and, and so um, yeah so when you when you started writing
2: yeah
0: i'm sure it's different for everybody how when when was the moment when you said okay i think i have enough now that i can make that book and how how did you end up writing the whole thing
1: oh yeah so it was like this, that first of all, I wanted to write the book like a long time already, but I never had time. And then one of my friend who is like, she has, she's an author, she has published many dog books and she knows the kind of um, publisher in Finland. And she has been talking with him, mm-hmm. his publisher. And then she called me one like loomy November, <laughs> you know, day, like, would you write a book for us? And I'm like, okay, let's make a deal. And I signed the papers and eventually I like, I found myself, I had like a one year time. But of course I found myself that three months before the deadline, mm-hmm. I really have to do that. Right. <laughs> and then I was running it like days and nights, you know.
0: Did they already give you some money ahead of time or no? Uh,
1: no, no. They gave me the first money like when they get the script, ah. you know. But it was with like... With me,
0: with my first book, they gave me 5,000, which was quite a bit of money in the 90s. Yeah. And... And I was cornered. I, I had no way to, you know, now, I now know, I've already I, spent the money. I'm like, I have to make this book now.
1: Well, I have the same idea that, you know, I have the contract. It's a, it's a deadline, you know, right. I must do it. And I just like went to my friend's like summer cottage, like for three days when I started. And I'm like, oh gosh, I have to get it done. But eventually when I started to do that, it, it went like the first, like I think the first like 15, the first maybe 30 pages were the most hard like mm-hmm. when you were like in your, you know everything but then it went like 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 I knew I knew what I'm gonna write they wanted to have originally more like a theoretical book about like how to teach a dog to do like a recall and the I'm like no no I'm general not gonna, book of and I wanted training, to write yes. a book about emotional communication and then we came of like they, they liked it like eventually how it was yeah. but I'm like we have already books about like plenty yes yeah but yes. we don't have books about this and that's my my special way to do it and i want to like explain it to people because people are asking like what's your secret well that is my secret
0: right yeah. very <laughs> so true so now it's
1: in a book <laughs> very true yeah how and long did
0: it take you to finish it
1: well it was supposed to be like i started like like september and i have the deadline like in the end of november but eventually I got it like thirtieth of December, <laughs> like after Christmas, okay. I got it to the publisher, and then we still like made like little little changes there, but yeah, but it was it, it was good and um, um yeah
0: so now the book is ready for English, it's translated yeah already, it's right? like w-
1: I haven't seen yet it it's okay. like it came from the pub, like from the printing company, like it's now in my house, so when I fly tomorrow to Finland. I'm gonna see it first time in my hands in English.
0: And you will send few copies here.
1: I will definitely do that.
0: <laughs> so how once once the book was done, were you happy with what you did? Because yeah. that's a hard I was, one. I was, always, I was super happy.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think it was like it has been a book that people who have read it they said that they have been laughing, they have been learning, and they have been crying. So it's a uh, it, it has been interesting because we added there like some stories about my dogs and my life too to make it a bit more like 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 light to read yes yeah which is
0: important for uh, yeah for
1: and so uh and i think then it's then it's nice yeah like that it, it raises emotions too
0: did the um, the seminars giving so many seminars how did that help with the book did you already kind of had the outline yes. or you had to sit down and really make the outline of the book
1: I think like all those seminars, uh all the people I have ever met in my life, like like all of them have helped me to become like a better trainer and helped me to understand what the dog trainers actually need. Right. And I had the feeling that people don't know what they actually need. They are like they think that they need just help for the exercise, but they would need like you know, this. And then um and all like my online like lectures, uh all of these like kind of like it was like an easy to make the structure for the mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. yeah and also when you have to re- when you actually write this book it also helps you in the seminars because eventually when you really have to think how you write it down when you explain it yes. to people and you have to sh- make it like a shorter version of it it helps you to also like like be a better teacher
0: 100%, yes. yeah. that's the these are the steps for me as well like you know once you start teaching and you're teaching and somehow the more you teach the better you become of of knowing how to give the information just as you said like sometimes people really don't they 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 want this while they actually really need this and and seminars help you become better but ultimately there is a saying and I I'm going to butcher it but like um any anytime you are a good teacher, mm-hmm. writing a book makes you. It just sky rocks your abilities. Like you become better version of yourself yeah. after writing the book because you put so much thinking and evaluating what you're doing, and and you get more clarity of why. Right. Yes. Yes. So when you like um, uh, another one that it's always of interest. We all like different types of dogs. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes the type of dog that someone likes, it's not your type of dog, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And it doesn't make it a worse or better dog. It's just, it's just not your, your type. type of dog. Yeah. So like what is a the type of dog that, that you mm-hmm. go, I, I like you?
1: For me is like the first and the most important is self-confidence. I really like dogs who are like 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 self-confident in all situations, you know that they are like like uh, robust, brave dogs who like to like um
0: explore challenge, and, and challenge
1: themselves, but you know who are like very confident right and 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 um like like you know like who and I also like like social dogs. But who are like so confident, they don't have to like all the time think that, oh, if I like you or if I don't like you, you know. Mm -hmm. They are Mm -hmm. like very confident in all environments with different people. They like to meet and mix. It doesn't mean that they are pleasing them. It's just that they are confident. Yeah. That's like the the, the one thing what I always look at, uh, the confidence, braveness, um, self-confidence. And then, of course, like Doc who is like... um, it has to have some motivation to like fight. I love dogs who like to fight, like play fight and who like to challenge and, challenge, and yes. ch- enjoy of this, enjoy like challenges and who don't only want to get a toy to him themselves, but they want to continue the game. Right. Yeah, that's like the, uh, n- another thing. Um, that's like my type of dog. So only when I see that, that's for me like.
0: What about male, female thing? Is that a thing to you?
1: Um, well, I would love to say that it doesn't matter the gender that I, 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 I think more about the individual dog, but I actually have always chosen males. You
0: end up with a male.
1: I end up with males. Um, they are, I mean, they are often a little more dominant, like more, um, how to say, more powerful, yeah. It's protection.
0: that testosterone. Yeah, I think it.
1: And I think a good female, uh, like a breeding female, and what is a good female for the sport? Sometimes we have dogs who can be both, for sure. But we more often have females that who are a little more like, um, how to say, um, hex-
0: softer type, or or not. I
1: would say that they are more like the the aggression what we want to see in like protection is often coming out a little bit from the insecurity Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't consider them to be so good like breeding females like not so stable but they can be phenomenal in in their protection work you know like the kind of dogs who are like showing the teeth they are very active in their barking but still they are very quick and fast but that doesn't i like more like balanced dogs So I would, in a females, I would go more for the balanced type of dog, you know, who is like, and and sometimes we can have dogs who can be both, Mm -hmm. but we have rarely, like more rare of those. So we have more like, um, I think the females who can do like high points, but then they are a little bit on the edge. And then I think that for the breeding, I would always look for the female who is like more social, more like kind of. Yeah confident but with the males you can have them both more often in the same package because of the testosterone right. kind of like right you know but then we also have some females who can be like yeah so ah uh, it's like <laughs> I'm talking a little bit myself now like a circle but no but no, yeah yeah that's, but if I, I hope yeah I hope the people will understand what I mean.
0: Just like what we have right now, I mean over this few weeks that we've been training together there is quite a few females that you, you see, and, uh, I mean, Natalia's dog is a brother. I mean, you bred the yeah, female. Yeah, yeah. And she's that kind of female that is like, okay, you, you want this? Bring it on. I'm here. Um, yeah. And then there is the other females that we have to make them believe that they can do it. Where yeah, the dog, yeah. that the female that has it is like, yeah, let's go there. If you want to go there, let's go there, right? And that's yeah, the yeah, cool yeah. part of it. Uh, yeah. But it's true. With females, it's a little bit not as common. And what about you? I, yeah, it's a very hard one. I, my very first one, it was the Dioputua dog, and and um.
1: I I mean, I love your young female. What you have? Yes, but she's also still
0: related in there, and that's kind of, you know, they're they're still that same they 're coming from the same gym pool right so yeah, it's like yeah. A, um yeah I, I didn't know that I'm gonna train her but now I cannot not train her right like yeah. how, how do you not train that girl um yeah but it, it like it's a very interesting thing with especially the Belgian dogs I always very it's very intriguing to me because they on one hand the Belgian ring people, the really classic old school, Mm -hmm. Belgian ring people, they, all their concern as far as breeding is to be a good mom and to come from the right genetics.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But they still produce a female that you can make sport, high level sport. Mm -hmm. It's not just the...
1: I think the most actually, like, I haven't seen many females that have really gone to my heart. But the ones who have done that are coming from the Belgian ring lines. Yeah,
0: I'm almost convinced that if... I don't know what it is with the Belgian ring sport, how that program makes the selection of a dog. But it... In some ways, in it my does. opinion, it's the best selection.
1: I really agree. Right? I really agree.
0: Because we have, like, let's yeah. say the Germans have the DMC and they have the Kiorong. And, and somehow, they are two different types of dogs, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a... And not that they're the one is better than the other, but it's a different type. Yeah. And the, that Belgian program...
1: Has something in it.
0: I'm so glad that we still
1: have, it. have that, right? Yes. It's like a yes.
0: That should never go away. And I think
1: it wouldn't be the sport I would do, but I, you know, because I, I'm so born to this IGP, you know. Yes. I, I was, you know, that's that's my sport, but I still like very much respect like what they have done and how good dogs they have produced for us over the years.
0: Breeding is very. It's interesting. It's always interesting. And how how many breedings you've done so far?
1: Uh, Not not so much. Like I have, um, I usually breed like whenever I need a dog or like Uh one one litter in like every second year because the dogs are living inside my house, and I'm always excited to do that. And when the puppies are like seven weeks, I'm like I'm so done. Because I do my best, you know? But it's more like that I'm happy they got a new home, stuff. So yes. And it takes time for me to recover. <laughs> Again, to do my best after two years. <laughs> but yeah, I have like, um, maybe like, like with my current, like, uh, kennel name, I have bred like, I don't know. Um, and then also with my previous, uh, I was like, um, My previous husband, we bred some dogs. So maybe about 150 puppies, something like that. But not not so much, for sure.
0: One of the hard ones for me used to be. Now, because I think it still would be difficult if I breed something outside of what I know. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty good at telling right now. But I used to make a lot of mistakes of selecting. Like I would always... we're talking way back when I started breeding and for, for quite some time after somehow I get fixated on a dog that was showing so much as a puppy and I would miss the actual really good one because that one was just always in your face and you always see that one do you know what I'm saying?
1: yeah I know what you say yeah
0: and how confident you are when you make a breeding to to point out the different so the 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 really not so confident those they're kind of easy but then they're not because sometimes something snaps and here I am I'm ready now right mm-hmm. and
1: I, I I can hear what you say because um, I I think it's like um, that what I have learned, like, like how to, for example, select a dog, like, to myself from the litter, like, would I have learned my mistakes and everything, would be that I would look more, like, for the balanced dog. Like, who who doesn't show, like, how would I say, who has nothing which irritates me? Let's mm-hmm. put it in that way. Mm-hmm. So, he doesn't have to be the best biter. He doesn't, ha- he, he doesn't have to be the best eater. But he should have like nothing extreme, you know, nothing also on the other side extreme. Like, like, like kind of like the balanced puppy. I think right. they have often been the best ones as an adult. But also when selecting dogs, like for breeding, like just like when you make the combination, I have done a lot of also their like mistakes. I always, I always wanted to have like a very strong dogs for breeding. And I thought that when you select the best, for example, female, what you can have in the litter on the field, that this would be the best female for breeding, and then I used that for the most dominant, strong, robust male I found, and then um, and I had like another female who was, for example, the sister of that best female, mm-hmm. who was actually like just like a balanced, more balanced dog, and I used it for the same male, and the puppies were like just better. Right. Not so sharp. Not so uh, like um like a uh, not so super high driven, but just like more kind of clear. The, the, in the
0: reactivity head. level is reactivity different. The Reactivity level
1: right? was, like yeah, not so yeah, exactly <coughs> like that. And they were actually like I think like more like a better puppies. An
0: experience I always pays attention to those reactivity kind of behaviors yes, and yes. how I like it. It's like hmm. i've learned that before (laughs)
1: yeah exactly and then also um about the dominance i think that when we are like 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 what i found out was that i uh, how to say it's not only about how dominant the dog is or how strong the dog is but you have to give also a lot of like attention to the self-control impulse control you know the dog is not too impulsive we need like impulsive dogs they cannot be too low like impulsive either because otherwise they wouldn't react for anything. Right. But if it's like if the dog has a very very like that that actually breeding is much more than just like a we cannot have so simple personality traits for dogs. You know like high drive low drive no. We have to have it more like that it's about how much um, prey drive fighting spirit the dog has like how much motivation to play the dog has. But then there is also that how confident the dog is. There is also the self-control. Then there is like, and that is very important part there. And then also like how, um, like, how well the dog is like reading the social cues from the human. Mm-hmm. How much she wants to interact with humans. Because before I was like, there is not, there is no dogs who are like too dominant, you know. And there, I think still that there are not dogs who are too dominant. But it depends on the other personality traits what the same dog possesses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. If it's like a super dominant dog, no willingness to cooperate yes. with humans. And, and difficulties to-like
0: a little bit primitive type of dog. Yeah, like, more like a wolf I'm type. On my wolf own type, type. A little yeah, wolf bit. type of dog.
1: Who don't like the oxytocin doesn't like burst in their brains when you praise them. They're like, you're like, oh super, super. And they're like What do you want? Yeah, you know that type of dogs,
0: which are very important to still have in the gene pool.
1: Yes, we need also those. But then, when you have like that kind of characteristic, like combined with high dominance, like like desire to control the environment, which is different than fighting spirit. Yeah, just controlling human. And, and all the environment, and then also you can have the same dog can have like like a sensation seeking, you know, like he wants to explore, like like the rats who are like the bravest ones, yes, who more go,
0: alive, more curiosity like you, of yeah, life. Yeah, they yes. want to
1: go, what's there going on, and so on. And then low energy level to anything else than fighting, <laughs> and like 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 there can be so many like traits that actually affect how trainable the dog is. And I think in dog sport, we often use so like we make it we we, we talk too simply about mm-hmm, dog's mm-hmm. personality because we can have a dominant dog who has also high willingness to engage or 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 like high energy level yes. and if you have high energy dog with high dominance or low energy dog with high dominance it's completely it's different from different
0: type of machine
1: <laughs> very different type of machine exactly. <laughs> Yeah.
0: What about the, that, that's another big one, I think, among dog sports people. How do you, do you allow your dog to interact with other people? How much you interact with other people? Like, what, how, where do you stand on this?
1: Yeah, I, I like to make my dogs like confident with people. They can like take conduct with people in a normal life. I like to them to be very social. Because the more confident they are with people, they have to feel that th- that humans are like friendly. Yeah, I don't want them to feel that humans are enemy. You know. Yeah, I it also the makes same. them like more confident, I think, and, and it's also better for them because it makes them like, you know. I we... think
0: they learn from those interaction, right? Yeah. Just overall, oh, these yeah. are humans. This is how this human and this human. Yeah, right?
1: and of, of course, when I train my dog, then he should only interact with me, but. Outside the training field, I want to socialize them well with humans. Uh, I don't social them, uh, socialize them so well with other dogs because I only have like a one dog at home. And But I also give them like good experiences with some friendly dogs. But but if I walk with them, I don't want them to say hello to every dog what we right. see on the street. Right. Because they have to also learn to pass them and not get like too excited about other dogs in every situation. But um yeah.
0: How do you feel about the endurance part and just like the the outside training behaviors, but just, just maintaining some endurance and stamina. Do you do anything outside, like treadmill, swimming, like any, any things like that more specifically, not just for fun, but like actually because you want to. Mm.
1: Uh, Well, I believe more like the sports condition. Like as if we train the sport, the, the 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 sport itself increase increases the condition of the dog. But outside I go running in the forest. I mm-hmm. like my dog to get a lot of like free free running without leash. So they can like uh relax the muscles. It's more like relaxation than actually building the the condition. So we can go like let's say twelve kilometer running. Yeah. Something like this. And I try to do this like And
0: twelve kilometers. That's a good run
1: yeah but it's more like they are free they can sure, they can sure. trot they may not trot there they can sniff things they can Gallop yeah, yeah, yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah. but it's more like this um, so this I do but I think that this kind of like explosiveness and and the sport condition comes here so that's how I have used to do it I'm I, I don't want to say that I'm not an expert of this area mm-hmm. so that's how I have done it and it has been, I think, good for my dogs.
0: I think the forest brings a, a a special thing also between the the bond. Like I think going out in the woods with your dog makes hit some natural instincts, and and you and the dog kind of become closer because of that genetic instincts of okay we're in nature and we're together and we're like you and i mm-hmm. right yeah yeah there is something like this i think
1: that and it's very relaxing kind of right like like the dog can also feel more like freedom and 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 so i think it's like um like even in the in the big big competitions like in world championships i i really like to call like long walks like like the one day before the the, mm. the, the performance I usually don't train anything if i really don't have to right and i just go like a long walks or or running for a few hours just to like let them like you know getting exercised but still like nothing like nothing what brings like mental stress but releases the stress mm-hmm. away
0: how do you handle the, the days before competition
1: like myself
0: yeah like like just i mean the whole, the whole thing of, okay, should I train? Should I not train? Should I leave it alone? Should I, you know, I all try, this? I, I mean, I'm to, sure you have this.
1: For sure. But I try to like, okay, first of all, because uh, I Like want how to,
0: confident you are in what you've done up to that point that, okay, I'm,
1: I'm, it's I'm, showtime. I'm actually rather confident with that. I'm often thinking that even I'm nervous, my, my, I try to always come back for this, that my dog has been prepared well. He knows what to do. I'm not going to like ruin it by just training because I feel nervous. So I try to like train the things, but I think is necessary for like maintaining my dog. I don't change anything usually in the training. And I give like, uh, I try to keep my dog like fresh, but not like um, under trained. You, you see? Yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like kind of b- yeah, line and between.
0: And Warming up, but not going deep into something. Yeah, some...
1: like a, just like a regular training, exactly like I do always, as same as possible, and then uh, and then just give my dog like a few days break before the actual performance, if needed. And then um I'm nervous, so I want to talk. I want to talk a lot. And yeah. I want to go through these kind of things, but I make sure that my dog will not listen to my conversations. So my dog. That's is, like, so funny. You know, That's, really.
0: I do the same thing, yeah. like Natalia, like. She knows there is times before competition that I just, I talk. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like this. And she's yeah. like, okay, yeah, there is Ivan now. He's he's in a competition mode.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's really important that my dog is in the hotel room and we go to some restaurant and mm. I keep on talking there. And I want to be super merry mood in front of my dog. That even that I don't show that I'm disappointed of anything and I don't want people to talk even even, even the topic is nothing about dog sport, but I don't wanna talk about politics mm-hmm. or nothing so that my dog can hear that I get like too excited or too nervous or something. So they I, pay attention. Yes, they oh, do. They, pay attention. Yeah, they do. And even when I'm sleeping and I don't sleep that well, I'm like, I can't turn around now in the bed because that can wake up my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep pretending I'm sleeping. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you get more nervous now, as the next dog comes, um, that you have to, because once you have the name, you have, of course, everybody we'll has expect more. The expectation.
1: Yeah. How do you handle that? The better they, the better you do. The more they expect. Right. Yeah. Um, well, actually, like. Um, the, the, I think the worst ones for me was like the first world championships when I couldn't eat for three days. I was just like drinking water. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly in lef- like in France. Yes. Yeah. And and now it's better. I can only really eat. <laughs> but um, I think it's more like about like, like, uh, like um, now I have also more tools to like handle my nervousness like I... Will Give not... me
0: some tips. I need that.
1: <laughs> well, like, like for example, like, okay, I talk with, you know, like, like you do, yeah, um, so that my dog is not hearing it. But before my performance, I have found out that when I physically exercise, I got this tip from the theater world that when I make myself, like, sweating, so I make, like, some, you know, like, running yes. and and I open my, especially the upper part. You change parts. your physiology. Yeah. And then I'm even, like, feeling a bit exhausted, like... 10 minutes or something right before my performance when my dog is in the car like waiting for his performance or so he doesn't see this and I open my voice and and this helped me a lot uh to just like when I take my dog you know and, and then I have of course some mental things too and I'm sure you have competed like way much even more than me so so also like that I I trust what I'm doing I have my Like little things that I do before I leave the house. There are
0: some superstition Exactly. That makes me
1: feeling so much better. Yeah. Like I have always the champagne in the cold waiting for, you know, opening it. And I have like uh, a certain... Or after
0: or or sometimes before.
1: I put it before the cold. I never go to the stadium if I don't have my car fridge and the champagne waiting for there. And I call like and I, pay, I make like a little bit of space for the you know, like I have the trophy stand at home and I'm, like I make space for there enough, I can pick a new one there.
0: That, that's that's <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, it's you know a, it's like it's a whole uh, vision and, you're creating. That, and
1: I have the feeling if I don't do that, I don't believe what I can do. Right. And then when I get really, really nervous, I always think and I'm thanking for those who never believed in me and I'm thinking that I will not show them that I can't do that. I must do that, you know. And I just like things just help.
0: There is a interesting fine line between being overboard confident in yourself that doesn't yeah. but if you don't have the confidence and if you don't believe that you can then then where are you going, right? Like yeah, it's it, it's almost doomed before you start.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a kind of like a choke with our friends that we do that. But, on the other hand, we have to keep it as a joke that people don't think that we are like cocky,
0: right, <laughs> you know, right,
1: but on the other hand, it also makes it a feeling I have the feeling if I don't do this, it's like I wouldn't believe I can do that, so yeah, so there are like little things like this, and then I think the most important I think actually in training wise is that uh that i I just act. Like I have learned, I think dog training is like an acting, so no matter what my dog is doing, I'm going to show that I'm like super happy, even I wouldn't be like super satisfied Nicole, or something. still
0: back to the how do you walk in, what, yeah. who walks in the field, right?
1: Yeah, and the dog must feel you are confident. Yes. You know, the upright body, how you walk, how you present your dog. And if you have practiced a lot of patterns and how you, and you know, the rules where you can lose the points. So you have practiced already so many times how you handle without losing points for external body helps. So it's so much more easier to do actually the way how you used to do it than just changing it for the competitions. And also the dog feels you more confident. I think that's also something important that, because I know some people who are like, I don't do it at the competitions. Then why do you do it here?
0: Right, right. Out of the three phases, obedience, tracking, protection, because we both do IGP, which one is the most nerve wracking, the most, the the one that you just, you know. Obedience. Obedience is.
1: It's the most important for me too. It's because in obedience, you can do so many mistakes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so much more about your handling. In protection, I mean, it's more about how your dog interacts with a helper. You can have, of course, like you have to also go through your handling, but your handling is very s- small there. Mm-hmm. And right. in tracking, your dog is behind, like like uh, in front of the 10-meter line. Yes. And you just have to hold the line.
0: Yeah, tracking for me, I think, is probably the most like, just because you kind of feel, a li- yeah, you just, here we go. It's all up to you, buddy. I just keep my fingers crossed. In obedience, I feel if I screw it up, if I fuck it up, yeah, I put pressure on me later on. But in obedience, you're way more in control. Yes, you you, are. If if you have the good uh, mentality, you can... You can manipulate your performance. Yes, in obedience. You, do, you
1: can a lot. You right? can affect so much. I think, like when you say it on that way, I would say that tracking is what I'm afraid of the most.
0: Of, yeah, that was my. Yeah, point. Yeah,
1: because tracking, you never exactly know how the surface will be, and, and too many
0: variables. And in you it. can't
1: do anything. It's just like your dog will do whatever you have taught him, but in obedience, you can affect. But I think, like, like, like that, I'm more or most concerned about my own handling before obedience. I'm really prepping myself for that, that I'm going to do it on that way. I go it through in my imagination, like before I even take my dog to the field. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to like, I split it to simple parts. Actually, it feels not so difficult. I'm going to do it on this way. And that's how I react if he does this. That's how I'm going to react if he does that. So and I then have,
0: like, there is that recovery when something doesn't, quite go the way you want nobody else sees it but you know that man and now the next exercise comes and now you have to switch and forget what happened wrong and you need to give 100 percent on the next thing right that's a hard one um um like to not to get shaken and disappointed at the moment of performance and to be able to okay yeah Okay, my seat was okay I'm not gonna dwell I'm not gonna now for the next five exercises think about my seat how bad it was right you have to have that ability to keep moving on to the next one and focus how to make the next one better what do you think of the where the sport's going we're changing a lot it's been changing I mean it's constantly changing like from when I started, comparing it to today, it's almost a very different, like a very different sport. And there is good and bad things, in my opinion, of the direction we're taking. But um, if we break the obedience, for example, how how do you feel where where we are going? Because I think judges and and the trainers, we. You know, I'm not going to even say. I, I just let you hear you where what you think of, of where we are mm, today. I
1: think the question: cool Are we thi- going in
0: the right place? Where are we going?
1: I think the cool thing is that we are like giving more attention to the dog's emotional state. That the judges would educate themselves about like what is the right emotional state. What I don't like so much is that if um, if some judges or and also some competitors are focusing too much about speed. Because it's never about the speed, it's about the emotional, like, like. because, you know, you can have a super speedy dog, but still the emotional state is not yes. correct. And then you can have a little bit less speedy dog, but he wants to do it right. He just physically and he's more balanced dog it's or very something.
0: Very clean yeah. performance of the behaviors, right? Yeah,
1: and you can see that the dog is still like very open, very, like, you have to look more if the dog is feeling like good instead of concentrating on the speed. But still we of course want to have like not just talk who want to like feel good but not putting energy. So it's kind of like a fine balance with them. Of course because no sport performance can be done if we even don't talk about dog sports. But nobody goes to play hockey by I'm just happy to shoot around here, you know, right. the puck. They must be the determination to do it right to you know and, and the techniques and everything. But I think it's important that we find the right balance, and we understand that uh, that we look the emotional state and how the handler is working correctly and everything. But um, like, no, and also like, how to say um, understanding a little bit like like better the dog's personality, and 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 what is like like. Good enough for excellent. Mm-hmm. That We don't kill, you know, the good dogs on the field just by expecting even a little bit more. It's like with long attacks or anything else yeah, too.
2: Yeah, you know? true.
1: We can have the dog who comes the same speed all the time, comes with a very full grip, but we can have another dog who comes like even speedier, but it's not the competition of the, of the speed. I think this and I think it's like a lot of handlers should also educate themselves with the rules a bit more and also touches that we um understand better like that where the points are when coming you like you mentioned before
0: the speed and the flashiness but not sacrifice precision yeah. and then and the, confidence, precision and the confidence and the confidence too yes yeah
1: like the dog can, you know, you know, it's also like the confidence and the ability to focus. I think that's something what I really actually would like to say is that like when we look about the dog in the trials, like in obedience, we need to see dogs who are able to focus on what they are doing and not the super speedy who are like all the time looking around, you know, we need, because that is something so important that we don't need like hectic dogs more. We need dogs who are like willing to do what we ask from them. But able to like focus and concentrate,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. if we if we lose this one, what is left? Nerv- n- nervous, you know. Yeah. Nervous yeah. dogs, yeah. So I think that is something that. The you feel
0: people. judges are getting better at that. Better yeah. meaning like th- reading the dogs and knowing, because they are the ones that like it or not, dictate yeah. where we are going. They
1: do, they do. And I think, yes. Uh, also, I have been like seeing recently like one of the very good judges like working and I think that they have been talking about this because I think there was like a moment that like after 2010, I think it was like, wow, we can have like very active talks, very energetic talks. And then people didn't give attention about this kind of like, like looking around, the, hecticness, yeah. and so if the dog just was fast, and then I think that now we have come back a little bit for this that hey, we actually need dogs who can be calm, who can focus, who don't whine, and who can still perform powerfully, and I really love this that 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 we have been even you know starting to focus on this more.
0: So you 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 like where we are going.
1: Well, of course, like, but we have to re- also remember that I have seen like competitions, like with very good judges recently. Right. So, like our our national championships, for example, we had a very good judge there. Uh, he's going to judge also in FMBB. Uh, so, kind of way, I like it that many judges have been now at least talked about this that we shouldn't like only focus on the speed and. Yeah, yeah. That that that's a good thing, but still keeping this emotional state like there. Yeah. How do you feel
0: they, like? I mean, we we all feel. The pressure of. Different animal groups of. What is, the dogs under too much pressure and what is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, but. How how much do you think? Those groups influence where our sport is going and should we follow everything that they want to see us yeah, changing? Well,
1: no. I think that we, I think it's somehow um, especially important in our sport that people should understand that these dogs we train for this sport, they love fighting. That's their life. Like They like to take the challenges and so I think that for example when we talk about like a stick hits or something for our dogs that love this yes. sport for them it's just like a challenge. They, they enjoy of it. that. They yeah. are waiting for it. It's like yeah give me more. I'm going to give you more too. Yes. And so and, and then and somehow like this is something what I lack of understanding is that why we don't go and show to the politicians show to the People who don't do dog sports, like look at our dogs. How much they like, 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 like. When I take my dog from the, you know, from the kennel before I brought it, like to the field, yeah. he was so happy. He was like, he was like jumping around, and he was like, let me go there first. Now I'm like, yeah, we have to go to pee first, you know. And he's just like, it's like extremely happy. I, I never see him so happy ever before, you know. Yes. And and he's gonna get in the training field, like you know, the helper is gonna challenge him. He's going to like, you know, hit him with a, with a soft stick and he loves it. But so it's like but, that people shouldn't think dogs as a, like, even with humans, we understand that we have different personalities. Some of us like different sports. Yeah,
0: we like figure skating and somebody likes like, ice hockey.
1: Exactly. And then, and, and they love it. And and then, and some don't. And we have the same with dogs and we should never train a dog to this sport who don't like this. And we know for sure dogs that but we can see it even before the stick is we say, oh, this is not the sport for your dog. Yes. And he will never learn to love it. And then we have dogs who just love it the most of their life, you know, like that's the best thing, like what they can imagine in their dreams. And I think that we just should like more educate people what yes. we are doing instead of trying to like say, oh, oh, we don't do this anymore because somebody says that it's harmful for the dog. And yes, I, think, I
0: that's, think we we starting to understand that it's important to educate and, and explain what we do. Yeah. because otherwise we are leaving it to them to yeah. come to their own conclusions, and they're so wrong about what we do.
1: They are, and I think we also shouldn't leave it to the clubs. We should actually like unite dog trainers and and and, and start this kind of like a worldwide movement, like what they have been what now doing. What is starting right now? We're starting right our, now. That, that we don't expect that somebody else always does it for us because yes. they don't it has to be us who react on this and show how much our dogs love this sport and how good it is for our dogs and and to our relationship with them and and i think this is something what i think we should like fight more
0: yeah we have to if we don't it, we will just keep following the demands that they put yeah. To where ultimately we will change the, the, the sport will not have the element that we like and the dogs yeah. like. And what the dogs like is that challenge of competition.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, you have this book in your library called like Flow from. My, my, like a Mikhail Mikhail Ceng, Sh- Maha- yeah, Mikhail Mikhail <laughs> It's something like Mikhail you know about the flow yes Where in early 1970s he was like he was actually like making researches about human's motivation and he found out that the humans were not the most happy when they were just like calm and relaxed but they were the most happy when they found the flow state which means that you have you have to have a challenging task you have to feel that you have everything what it takes and then you have to feel some, like, disappointment on your way there. And then you feel, like, so great when you can accomplish that.
0: Yeah.
1: And I believe... I'm, I'm a true getting bel-
0: goosebumps because I know that's the, that's the whole point. And
1: I'm the true believer that when we talk about working dogs, it's exactly the same to them. Like, they don't live to be happy on the couch like their many force-free trainers think. That they are just, like, super happy when you just make them calm. 24 hours in a day and you have overfeed them and you just make them like walking silently in the garden. No, they are the most happy when they have a challenging task.
0: And a purpose. Purpose. Overall purpose in, and they, in and, being. And,
1: and they need to have like the feeling that sometimes it doesn't go right. Yes. They get feedback. You need feedback to find the flow. And when they really find the flow, that's what they find. They, fl- they find it in obedience. They find it in tracking. They find it in protection. And that makes them the most happy. And I believe that they are much more happier than if we would just
0: walking around to... the block on a flexi exactly. and feed and sleep.
1: Yeah, and, and and I and I understand that we have some dogs perhaps that the life is already so challenging task for them. They are so fearful that you just have to make the life more calm for them. Very true. That our dogs they don't need ever depressive medicines. They don't need that because they are so. You know, they are brave dogs who love to who love the life, and they love to challenge themselves, and that's what makes them Very most happy. Very good point. Very yeah.
0: good point. This is the stuff that needs to win. Like our community needs to bring up. Like like we have to be on a mission to educate. Yeah. And explain that and because they like. I mean, you and I know the arguments they have. They will be like. Oh, no, you're, you're selecting them purposefully to be doing this. But ultimately, if you didn't, they wouldn't want to do it. And <laughs> this is all inhumane on an even deeper level than the training because you're breeding them to be these dogs.
1: We are breeding happy and brave dogs who enjoy the life which is much more human thing to do and more ethical than the breed dogs who are so fearful that they get like broken if you say them no. You right. see my point? Right. And, and, I, and I think it's so inhuman and so so unethical the breed dogs purposefully who are like already so fearful that you don't ever have to even like anyhow correct them. Because if you have a dog who loves the life, who ra- loves to explore things, yes. for sure you must say to them sometimes, no, you can't do that. But on the other way of hand, they are like, okay, well, give me another, what should I do then, you know? And, and, and then you just like, ah. It's and even like to a- go
0: further with this, even with those shy dogs, I mean, it can be, it can be, um, I don't know. Golden retriever comes to mind, but probably not the a, any any dog that's not necessarily a malino or a shepherd or whatever, yeah. And it's a little unsure, even mm-hmm. these dogs they can do a little bit of obedience and protection and tracking, just They're like an insecure kid yeah. that goes to the gym and does some martial arts and and feels comfortable sports. and confident with themselves, right? Think
1: about children, we give them sports In- because yes. that, yes, that, that builds their self confidence, and we all mm-hmm. know. That if we just try to keep children sitting all day, and and, and especially when we have like, like dogs who uh, children who have like some uh, hyperactivity, and we just like try to keep them calm, we even know from those interventions of the child education that they are more happy when may when we include more sports to their school program. Yeah. Even that helps them. Yeah. And 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 also when you have more shy, we give them like hobbies. We try to like encourage them to be like more brave. And and there are like a lot of biological factors that are similar with dogs and humans, even we don't humanize dogs. But this is one of them that we do exactly the same. We give them like mission, we give them like sports to do. And yes. and we we uh give them and resilience. Sometimes the
0: kid, yeah, your team lost. Not everybody Can is always a win. every day. It's normal. This is life, like yes. you know?
1: and that's how they get like you know this um there was this kind of um um like a psychologist um um who talk about like uh like he called it like um how to say um uh curling parenthood.
0: I've heard that. Yeah. Term, yeah. You know
1: the curling, like where you smooth the eyes yes. that the puck can yes, call exactly. like like you know? Like yeah. And they found out in, in many researches that those children who, who who never felt any adversities in their younger years, they actually have like, they have much more bigger frustration, much more bigger problems in their life later. And I believe it's the same with dogs. I mean, I have seen it like so many times at dogs that you never, you're like afraid of like ever disappoint them. Yeah. They have much more like bigger problems when they come adult. It's normal that they say, oh, you can't do this today. But instead, I help you to find out the right solution. And they learn to trust us. They learn to overcome obstacles and they have much more happier life. And then they can also use more emotions, make them more happy, yeah. make their life more exciting because we can control them.
0: There is a book I always recommend. And like at my school, I, I, it's one of the recommended books. Yeah uh punished by rewards yeah i think avin cohen or something like this and we can post it in the in the yeah later and like that the the main takeaway from the book was that in humans with children which is translates immediately into dog training is that sometimes we fail because we are reinforcing we're giving reward to a kid for doing something that the kid already likes to do
2: yeah
0: and as we reward them over and over they start to now tend to do the thing that they originally love to do yeah, now they're doing it for the reward yes. that they're getting from yeah. somebody and focusing and allowing them to creating something that hey you you like doing this, let's make it even better instead of sidetracking them to, oh, let me give you money, let me give you a new phone, let me, it's like...
1: Yeah, I know what you mean because that was exactly what I did with my first dog, with my very first, like when I was 14 years old and, and I was like reading from the book that every time when your dog does like a poo outside, give him a treat. But before I read that book, like, like I read it, like, when he was, like, I was all the time constantly, like, reading the books, like, and I remember that first he was so happy to come to him, and I just praised him. I was like, yeah, you were super nice, super good boy or something, and then I started to give, like, treat for him, and then I suddenly realized after, like, one week that he wasn't anymore so happy about my praising. He was just, like, expecting the, you know, right. the food, and he was kind of, like, like, and, and kind of, like... And then I, that was the first time when I realized something that rewarding the dog, like by treat, is not always solution, you know? Yes. Kind of like, okay, it's a bit different thing, no, but I no, understand exactly what you mean that sometimes, and he was like, kind of like expecting this and doing it only, but not because of doing, you know, uh, it's, it's, yeah.
0: I think it's like in, in, in training some. When when we build that expectation in the dog, okay, you gave me command, give me my reward. You gave me command, give me my reward. Yeah. And we take away that interaction and enjoyment of just yeah. you and I doing it.
1: Yeah, the engagement, right? the kind of the, the 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 fun to interact with a human and and just love to do cooperation together. And I think it's like like we talked before that uh, like how to build, for example, the rock in the stage, it is like, oh, I want to come next to you. I want to do the healing with you. I want to look at your eyes. And when that's the best reward, of course, we also can reward from that, you know? And especially when it comes like harder, longer and and everything later, you know? So we also maybe have to have the end reward and the end reward doesn't uh, only spoil the joy of doing it. But if that's the only reward, and we don't think about emotional communication at all, then it's a bad thing. So it has to be like, like the interaction and training must be fun equally Yeah. with the reward. The,
0: and the, the same thing, even with the, even when you give the dog the ball.
1: It's not like only the ball in the mouth. You can make it, oh, I
0: have my ball, or you can have it. hey, I have my ball,
1: let's go. Right? Yeah, like you have the ball. Wow, we can both yes. be proud of yes. you. Look at what you have. Yes. Instead of just like give the ball, toss the treat, and then wait again. Like it's like, it's like, it's like erasing something so important from the training.
0: You know, I, I just thought of like I ha- I did this one time in a seminar. It's a very cool story. to to, to show how important it is, the emotion and who you are at the moment when you interact. Like I had I don't know where he was but I had person after person after person just saw like, okay, I'm giving you the treat so you should be happy. I'm like, Man, this is not working out. What do I do? And of course I picked up a, a social dog that I can handle. Yes. Like I, I will make your dog way more motivated and more intrigued to work with me for rocks and i literally went outside and grabbed kind of bigger rocks so he's not swallowing them yeah and i'm like and sit oh there's the rock and he's like what the fuck is the rock and i'm like no let's play he's and, and he's trying to whatever but now you have this dog with the tail and everything he's like oh I want to work and with you, it's like,
1: yes. It, it's
0: no, you cannot count on that magic of that hot oh. dog or the ball yeah. on its own. You have to, you have to be present and, and real in that interaction. Yeah. And that, I, I don't know, that was a while back, but I just somehow remember it. Um, so it's not the, the presentation.
1: Yeah, you but know, it, but it's like, it's like with people, like if, if we go to, let's say we go to a restaurant... And there comes a waiter, and he gives you the, the perfect meal what you want, and he gives you the perfect drink what you want. But if he's like a very nice waiter, he's like, she's, or, or he or she, you know, they can be like very. Oh, like, how how are you? Right. Oh, did you like it? And he's smiling to or you. Or even more, All like, the- they're
0: like, oh, you made a really good choice with that, what you order. Versus yes. like, oh, shit, you ordered
1: this? Okay, thank you for your order. <laughs> yeah, but the whole, because we are social beings as, like, humans, so we like their interaction. and if. Everything is like the food was good, the drink was good, the service was very comfortable. You you feel that you are like at home, you know, you yeah. feel like that you are appreciated and, and, and there is an interaction. It's so much more. And you
0: can forgive a lot yes. that didn't go right.
1: Exactly. Like maybe your steak was like medium plus instead of medium rare, but you are still like, yeah, but you know. They I really, they, they, they really understood me, yes. and I think dogs really want that the handlers and the dog owners understand them, and if you can give them this feeling that, I got you, she really understands me, I'm the special boy here, you know, and that's what makes their day, and also it makes our day so much funnier to also our tra- as as as, yes. as our trainers, than just like tossing the ball and be like, right. here is the ball for you, fools.
0: It never yeah. works, and we see it all the time. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it always
0: goes. How about anything being pick? Pick anything, and you're running into problem. Some the dog is not clear. Mm-hmm. Where do you? How do you? Any any specific strategy more general than the specific behavior? How do you handle when you the dog is something. clearly like? It's not that. He, it's just a confusion. Maybe maybe he's getting it. Okay, I think this is what you want me to do. And it keeps doing it over and over, but it's not what you want him to do. Do you how, do you isolate? How do you work with problems?
1: Uh this depends. in general. Yeah, this depends a little bit like always in the situation. Uh so one can be that do we have like do the dog has like other chances to do it? Like, um, how to say this? Um when we have like a young dog, let's say that the environment is like like we are inside the house. There are like no distractions, and I have a dog who wants to try again and again and again. I can ignore it and let the dog try again because I know that he will try again. Yeah, and then he can he can succeed, and I can reward the behavior what he tries. But then we can have in another environment where we have like a lot of other possibilities to do it wrong, and 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 something that uh, how to say. I usually give feedback, and the feedback means that, uh, in, like, like I'm, I'm like thinking a bit on this way that I can either give feedback, which means that I can uh, give positive feedback and negative feedback. Like, don't, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. But I can do it in different ways. I can do it in a way that the rock feels it like a punishment, or. The dog just feels like a feedback. Because yeah. if we think what the, what the punishment actually means, it means that we are adding something uncomfortable for the dog's life. Yeah, yeah. So The dog must feel like unpleasant after I I I, I use punishment. Yes. But if I say just like, no, don't do this. Like, no, like this voice, for example, I pop the leash like, hey, don't do this. But this dog is like, oh, what? And you can see from the dog's eyes, he's more like, oh, what do you want me to do? so it was not something uncomfortable the rock didn't feel unpleasant it was more like stopping his behavior and say hey pay attention and the rock was like oh what do you want me to do and I go look at me do like this instead and I can reward him then of course after this or I can give him a new mission to do like sit or jump again or whatsoever um, let's say the rock is like jumping over the hurdle mm-hmm. and, and he touches the hurdle and I'm just like no come here let's do it again and the dog is then feeling a bit... That's more like a punishment because the rock feels like, oh, uh, I didn't get my toy, which I expected to get. Yeah? But then let's say... Uh, and then I do it. Okay, sit again, jump again. And now the dog jumps without touching the hurdle and then I reward him. So this was more like a punishment because the rock felt it like, oh, you didn't give me something what I expected. Right. Yeah, he gets a bit disappointed, but not too badly. And then I... But it the bad is emotions. important, emotion. Right? Yeah, it's important. it's important. I can't reward him from all behavior if I want to improve some other behavior. And then another situation can be that my dog heals. He's very active. He's very good. But something unexpected happens. A noise, for example, outside. And he looks at there. And I can turn the right. I can make a little pop on the leash. So the dog is like, what? And he looks at me I don't say anything because I don't want to increase some negative emotions in him and make him feeling unpleasant it's more like pop and he's like what I'm like wow that's exactly what you should be doing and I praise him and I reward him and this is more like a feedback he was like it's more like if you watch it there and I'm like hey look what's there there is a rainbow and you're like thanks for showing me this rainbow I would have n- I wouldn't have noticed you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more like this and then and and then, and this is what I do like in some situation, and I reward my dog. but then let's say that uh after my dog already understands this and he's very, very good, I can also make it one time if the dog like like still keep on doing sometimes he looks around in the healing, I can make it a bit more stronger, so that the dog is like, I can make a right turn, one pop, and the dog has already come then one more. And like, wow, Now, So there was a little more slighter, like, there was a little unpleasant feeling for the dog, like, which took like one second. And then I can make a super reward for him after that. And then, then that's more like, hey, I don't want you to do this again if I want to add it more unpleasant. So it's possible to do it like one day for the dog to like stop completely the dog doing the mistake what I want him to like stop doing. And then I want to increase his good behavior. So, so you, you see my point yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. So, there can be, like, different ways of, like, interacting with the dog. Uh, I have to always try, to, I always aim to be very um, fair for the dog. And always, like, not punishing him when he, like, he wants to do the healing, right? He loves it. But he just still thinks that some, some kind of distraction is more intriguing. Yes. And then one day I can say, hey, this is... Something I have told you now a few times, but now we have to stop, like, reacting of this. You have to
0: take it out of his mind.
1: Yeah. And then it's, like, very clear. And then the rest of the dog's life, usually it's like, I, I don't have to do it again. He, he chooses, like, oh, actually, that was not something that I want to do. And that is something that I really want to do. But first he's, of course, motivated, like, a couple of years for this. So it's a very simple choice mm-hmm. for the dog. You know, it's like with humans, you know.
0: Tell me about the school or is it a school, how it's like online lessons you do, right? Or you have,
1: um, how, how what, what? I have done like um, like like online lectures, um, some of my, my own dog training videos mm-hmm. where I like explain why I'm doing these and so on. Um, like those, if somebody
0: wants to go into it.
1: Yeah, it, it's like, um, I'm like, um, now when I wrote the book, so I'm gonna do like more online like like online courses mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. So we are just like uh, opening it like like we will change some things because I felt that people need to have a bit more like interaction, like more. Uh, so we will do like four weeks courses, yeah. like how to become like a better dog trainer, like how to use your emotions and so. And this year will start like in a few months, um, and I think that I will change a little bit more for this direction. So we have like like we have some online lectures there and some some videos available like hundreds of my own dog training videos available, but I think we will go more for these online mm-hmm. courses. Yeah,
0: do you like yeah. the seminars, like going going places, or you would rather be home?
1: Um, well, actually, like I really, I'm very social person, so I also like love to meet people and and. It's nice to go to see different dog cultures and interact with people. But of course, like um, now I have a young dog and I also want to train my own dog. He needs me. So I'm going to focus in the next few years more my own dog training. And I will do a little bit more online training than live seminars Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. my dog needs me.
0: Yes, the new dogs are coming. We're going to be on the field back again. I'm
1: so looking forward (laughs) for this. And I'm so happy that we have like we all have like now like so many like cool young dogs yes
0: yes and that's the that's the i think the very interesting part of the what we do because we you know we are not the same people we were yeah and we train and we improve and people. and then we meet again and then again and it's a this is the the most interesting part of the whole thing
1: but it's also like it's also interesting that we often see the same people there again and again yes. and again. But it's also that what I want to see also, like, if I can say like one thing for like beginner trainers who maybe watch this podcast is that look how we look our emotional communication more than our technical details. Because mm-hmm. once you can communicate emotionally well with your dog, you can mix different methods always what fits best for your dog but that's why we can always bring the dogs our new dogs there again and again right. and like, like how many times you have been there in the World
0: I don't know a lot
1: yeah. like
0: some records probably yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so it, it's, it's like and, and why you can do that is because your emotional communication is so right clear and dogs can really read you understand you and they want to work with you
0: you know what's the coolest part of, for me at the championships, of course, watching the watching the competition, it's yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I watch, sometimes I try not to because it kind of messes with my mind. Mm-hmm. But I really like watching training the the, the day before, mm-hmm. like the practice. what do you call it, the general practice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the coolest thing to see, and not even. It's not like you're trying to, obviously, there is not much that you see uh, uh, of the training secret, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But it's the, how everybody feels at the moment before competition and what they do. It's super intriguing. Like yeah. I, I, whenever I can, it's not so often because, of course, we're busy trying to prepare our own and staying, whatever. Mm-hmm. But every time, just sit down on the bleachers and watch that practice of different teams it's for me it's very it's just as equally interesting as the actual competition yeah because then you you're like okay i i see what's up or i see how you feel or i you know and I've, there is this thing about training that's always interesting when um you look so good in training and somehow You just cannot put it at the time when it's important. And that means your training is not sound because you're training for the training and not for the actual showtime.
1: Yeah, there must be something like too different in your training then. Because to be honest, like if I think about like my composition performances, my dogs have always done exactly what I have taught them to do. They haven't done any they haven't been like really big surprises, really. Right. I mean, if there has been something, and there has been, of course, I don't mean that my dog have been like errorless in competition, not at all, but all those things I could have predict mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. And it has been very clear why did it happen, why the dog did this, mis- this, mis- this mis- mistake, and also then it's easy also to fix them, you know? But it's not something that my dog just stru- does some random weird things. You know, in the competitions. Correct. Correct. It 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 it's just does.
0: It's this yeah. thing about training really training for the competition versus yeah. training to look good, good in the training. Yes. Yes. And it's so tempting to look good in the training, but you know that everything revolves around something that the dog has he n- it, it cannot take it on the competition field and then they feel like lost and the trainer at that point it's like well and then the different excuses come yes right? yeah but never come to that conclusion that i'm not really training for the competition i'm just training to look good at yes. the training
1: yes and like my worst training maybe ever or it looks not the best for sure was like before? I did like one hundred points in obedience with Helk a long time ago, yes. and not that I was like super happy myself. Even like I don't believe, like generally, that it was my best performance though, because I saw all the mistakes. Like yes, because like you're of, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I kind of felt like things that wasn't visible in the in the videos later, but I could feel like I, I some other trial like better, personally, but. It's still like that my training, they never look like completely faultless, you know. I can have, sometimes I can do purposefully like training that everything goes like super fun because my dog needs it just to boost the confidence. And now we don't look any errors. But also those training sessions where we have the mistakes, they are needed to improve the behavior.
0: What I find problem and it's not even just for our sport, but for all dog training going on. Is that as a community or industry or whatever you want to call it, dog trainers are just like with any profession, you know, like you can have a hairdresser that should not be a hairdresser, gonna just burn your scalp five yeah. times and eventually, you know, they should not be practicing that. And we have in dog training bad training going on in some places. And it's uh, it, it almost so frustrating and it sad at the same time that because somebody does something really shitty to a dog, it translates to everybody else. And I am now put in that same position as I'm one of those people that do these shitty things to dogs, you know, mm-hmm. and we have no no structure and no way of, and I'm not even thinking. I don't know. Maybe policing each other is not a good thing, because then who is the one to say what is okay and what is not okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I I just hate it when when um, somebody sees something on YouTube or Facebook or whatever and being ring sport or IGP or or any training and it's like oh look what they do and then make that grand conclusion that this is what everybody does Mm. and the, the one side is us educating what we do and how we do but we never at least I don't think anybody ever has the courage to kind of say, well, publicly, we talk amongst each other, but to, to say, hey, this is not right. We we, we don't support this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this, I think if, if there was a, some way that this can happen, I think we would be better trainers and we would protect our sports Um, and even even more it goes even deeper than this because you have trainers that do this kind of stuff and for some reason many many other trainers think that this is actually what we should be doing so it's it's almost like oh I'm also very hard on my dog because that's what we do it's like, that's not what we do.
1: I think the, the, the biggest problem what we have is this, that when we talk about dog and human relationship, it's like with humans, there is like no one similar relationship than, it, than, than the other. So every relationship, every connection is unique. So, so is the dog training. Like they try to divide always like the bad and the good, you know? Right. And that, the force-free or the force trainers, for example. That's, that's not true. Like, there are as many training methods as we have humans in this world who own the dogs. And even each one of those humans train each different dogs like differently. So basically, like we have millions of ways of interacting with a dog and not just two ways, you know? Right. We can do so much bad just we, we we all good dog trainers. We know this that if we, even we wouldn't use, for example, any physical corrections, we could just really damage dog like mentally, yes. like psych psych. How you call it psycholo- psychologically?
0: Psychologically.
1: Yeah. It's like with psychologically. humans.
0: Psychologically. We are, We're foreigners, so we say, we say p in front oh, yes. of psychologically.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we say like <laughs> obviously, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> okay, so no doubt we will do that psychologically we can damage the dog really hardly uh but just like 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 not rewarding them when they expect that and 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 uh and just like um being wrong in timing not using emotion when we shoot just giving a treat that can be also very damaging like in, in many situations on the other hand around we also have like trainers who can use like a very very hard physical corrections without the dog understanding it and we can also damage the dog very badly but it's the same like with, with humans we can mentally and, and psychologically damage a human even more than physically sometimes you know we can yeah. make a lot of pressure
0: yeah, 100%. yeah.
1: you know like like keep taking their freedom away there, there are a lot of things for that and um, and I think that's that's a that's the first thing what we should understand, that that it's not only two ways. There are millions of ways. So e- even like even the people who train very similar than I do, even they train a little bit differently. Yes. And so that that's the first thing. But I I, I kind of like I I really understand what you say that it's hard to like stand up for something like what's like acceptable to do and what is not acceptable to do because in the end we should always aim to look for the good for the for the dog
2: Correct. and
1: think if there are better ways to train this particular dog like more dog friendly ways we should always go for that if possible but then there are also some situations where we know that there is no other way to fix the dog's behavior than kill the dog right. you know why euthanize why you, him yes But if we can solve the dog's problems with physical corrections, for example, then we should go for that way because the death is always worse than fixing the dog's behavior and then give a good life for the dog. So they're like, it's like a, it's a kind of, there are like ethics are very difficult topic to to discuss about because...
0: Yeah, the force-free idea is a very, such a good intention Mm -hmm. that goes awfully wrong. I've had, I've had like, sometimes like I, and it's hard to, to post people's videos. You, you just never want to do that. But I, I recently had some, um, two trainers. I wouldn't even say male, female from another country. And they send me a video of a dog and it's like, Hey, we're like really doing all force free and, and they were doing a downstay with the dog. And I don't think even was for any sport or might have been because I just saw a, you know, that short video and they were so proud that they don't use any aversive, no nothing, you know, it's force free. And the dog looks so miserable there. Like it looks like it's been just so, so uncomfortable. Yeah. But the fact that there is no physical, that they, you know, that it's force free, they somehow
1: explain themselves, cannot see
0: that, yeah. that the dog is like really not yeah. in a good place.
1: Yes. And I saw exactly the same, like there was like a Finnish, uh, kind of like a PITA organization it's called like Right for the Animals. And they published a video how the dog training should be done instead of like physically like correcting the dog. And they used like a Malinois, and it was Obviously, I think some foreign trainer who did it, so it wasn't a Finnish trainer, they have taken it from some video bank or somewhere. I don't know where they even found that video. But this person was doing like down from motion Mm -hmm. with the dog and using this kind of like a touching stick or something like that, you know? And the dog was like, the whole body language of the dog was like so unpleasant. Like you could see that the dog was feeling pressure and the dog was like ears behind and very closed going down. And I'm like, couldn't they found like any better video right. of promoting there? Because if my dog would ever show that emotion in the training, I would feel so bad for my dog. No matter what's my even training method, but I would see that the dog is not enjoying what he's doing, and they just couldn't see that. So the ideology goes like in front of the dogs, like real emotions, you know, like yes, it, and that is something what we should always. I think we all actually aim for the same goal. Kind of. I was of. just
0: gonna say yes. We are truly wanting exact same thing, but we are so disconnected. Yeah. Of of. Oh, you are the bad person. Yes. And he's like, come on.
1: Yeah, and uh, we actually should like, like, like we should like talk more together. We should like interact more because the more we would do actually like like real life. Interaction. Yes. yes, we could show. We could maybe, because eventually we 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 all want that our dogs feel good. Yeah.
0: Yes. Ultimately, but, we are. But really. but
1: dividing people like that's how the war propaganda works. Ultimately, right. it's like that you have to make the the Divide. enemy like yes. like faceless. They must be so bad people that they must be kind of like killed, because otherwise people wouldn't be able to kill them. And the same is a little bit now when we have this kind of war between like. You know, trainers who are, you know, use like sometimes corrections, and then people who are, like, we don't ever correct our dogs, whatever they do, and it's like, it's like a, it's kind of like a, it's it's not good for. Ultimately, it's bad for the dogs. The dogs are suffering the most from this. And I think we could actually learn from both sides. Some there things. is
0: knowledge all around. Yes, all around.
1: Yeah, and we should respect. Respect always, like, more and interact more instead of, like, dividing people.
0: Like, you know, in, in our, like, in the States, there is, you know, there are a couple of organizations or maybe there are more that, you know, there are the force-free, like, the one is that APDT.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they do really anything possible to... Bring a very high wall between. It's like, if you want to join our organization, you cannot have this equipment, this equipment. You cannot be this kind of trainer. You cannot be balanced. You cannot whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: It's such a wrong strategy. It is. Like, bring those people in the way they are. Yeah. And then show them something better. Because who is that trainer that if you show me something good? Like, let's say... I always give this example. Let's say just as we're right here right now and we yeah. watch some video and it happened to be in Hong Kong and we s- we can recognize something new and something interesting. We're going to want to know, right? We're not We're like, how do you do that? Let's go to Hong yeah. Kong yeah. or let's get that person here. We, we immediately yeah. interact. Yes. And when we put this wall it's like well no you're very wrong but you cannot come in because that's inclusive for only force free mm-hmm. if you if you want to gain our hearts and bring us in show us i'll gladly do the best i can yes for my dogs and i don't if see any works, person that exactly yeah
1: we are very keen to learn and I think, you know, if you want to believe in science, well, what the science says about learning is that we humans, we learn the best in a positive, encouraging environment. You know, when, when, when we feel like safe, in safe, envi- psych, psych, uh, psychologically <laughs> safe environment, we learn the best. And I, I, I really lack of understanding that if this is the best way of teaching dogs and humans, When why don't we use that way of teaching humans to learn like better ways? Why would would you ever choose to teach a dog by pushing him first down, showing how stupid the dog is, showing how wrong the dog is doing, and then start to bring the dog like step by step, like okay, because of my mercy, I can show you something new. You wouldn't because you know that your dog would be forced to learn that, and it would be never really, like, desire to do what you want. And then I'm really lacking understanding why would we do the same for humans? Because ultimately, Skinner, they were like, and those people who were, like, making those researches about animals, they made it to benefit humans, you know. What we can learn from animals, we can actually use with humans about learning. Yes. Yes. That was the whole point. Yes, it was a whole point. So I'm, like, I'm lacking understanding, like, like because i have learned like how do i how do i became a world champion was like participating to all top trainers seminars and trying to learn i always look the best part of their work and trying to learn from them and every every time when i have a chance i do this And, and and no matter about the sports i have i have invited to finland like like obedience world champions, like yes. FCI obedience world champions, to give seminars, and I'm, and I have learned from them.
0: I actually, gonna have a, a podcast with with her. I, um, I'm not gonna give the name right now. Yeah. Or should I? Yeah, you should. Eric says we shouldn't. We should keep it surprise. But but, I, I you know one of the
1: yeah. 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 But but this is
0: the thing. It's collaboration we have to collaborate and, and we respect have to and learn. yes and it's not about my way or the highway it's like yeah. maybe it is your way but if you come up down look down on me and say well science says i'm i am like okay science says but let's go and do i i want to do it that way and now you you are like no you're you're already a bad person you cannot change it's like okay yeah That's that's, that's uh, it cannot be more wrong than that
1: no i mean that's like so the wrong approach and yeah and i and i'm i'm really willing to like interact with with different style of trainers you know and um and
0: somehow we always find a good way when it, when we're like this. When yes. we're not on the keyboard, cha-cha-cha, you... But yeah we actually say, hello, hey, I'm, I'm Ivan, I'm Mia. And next thing you know, we, we have common grounds. We all like dogs. We all look for the best of the dogs. Yes. And, and that's already a perfect start. Yes. Uh,
1: and it could lead for so many good things.
0: How do we break that? That's a, it's a, it's a hard one. This one and the other one where, where, you know, you, like every once in a while, some some crazy stupid video with but somebody just it's... helicoptering a dog. It's like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah.
0: And on top of what are you doing? It's like, don't put me in the same.
1: Yeah, like don't. Bag
0: like. I, I'm not that person.
1: And it is so unfair to expect that because somebody else does something, you know, you have two hands. There's another person who has two hands and does something really bad with his hands to the dog and expecting that you do the same with your hands. Right,
0: right, 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 right. exactly. But there is so many good things in, in everywhere in dog training. Like when you think about five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like we progressively getting so good and there is who knows where we're gonna be in, in another 10 years yeah. as far as how we train but we have improved so much uh, and we are so aware of, of appreciating the dogs and the dignity of the dog and, and you know
1: and and you know like when we talk about the hands which can do cool things and bad things I uh, and, and and even we would see a person who does some bad things with their hands to the dog, then instead of like going and saying like, oh, you horrible human being, you shouldn't do that. Instead of that, we could go there if we have a better solution. Yes. We could say, you know what? I would have a really good solution to do this like better with your dog. Like, 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 or not even like saying it on that way, but I can say, I have a solution to this problem to solve it. With the way that your dog feels better let me show it to you would you like to be would you be interested in that i'm 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 pretty sure that if we really have the solution to do it better and we can show it to those people instead of like judging them and, and humiliating them we could help them more yeah i mean i mean even like like there have been like a lot of like researches about like i i think even like people in the prison that that who have done some obviously bad things in their right. lives to the other people. And, and, and then if we actually, instead of like thinking that they will be like convicted for, for the rest of their lives, if we try like re-educate them, showing them a better way to, you know, handle those situations and, and giving them like a purpose of their life and so on, they can actually come back and be much more like, um, yes. better like, in, um, how to say, integrating uh, for the society.
0: Right. Instead of just like yeah. saying
1: that, you know, you are doomed for whole of your life.
0: And so the sooner we do that, but the we sooner have sooner to have the solution out, the more we are like, no, you're you're a bad person. Then what else do they have?
1: Yeah. First then to be a bad there, person right? and continue that. But I think the most important is to really give the real working solutions. Not just giving them like empty hopes, you know. Yes. You have to give like like what to actually do. And that is something that what I'm missing like so much like uh, for example in my country that when we try to educate people like about ethical dog training is that actually show videos how to do it.
2: Sh- yes. Show the
1: real life training how to do it better. And then you have to see the results. Yes. You know, it's not just like talking about some abstract things. It has to be like real solutions how often the real do you life. go
0: and give seminars
1: uh, like last year I think I did something like 25 right, seminars which is
0: crazy uh, I used to do so many too the reason people invite you for seminars is because they see something special and they want to learn it this is human nature mm-hmm. we starve to be better but and they see
1: first the results.
0: Right, exactly. They yes. must see and then they get interested. These are not empty words. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the best. I'm
1: better than the others. No, I don't say I'm better than the others. I just show what I can do. Yes. And then they invite me. And I would actually hope the same.
0: And if we were to do exactly this, which is the most natural way of moving forward,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there will be no science says or let's ban this or whatever it's like yeah. we are all moving in the right place but we are all searching for the way
1: yeah very
0: quickly it can happen
1: yeah and and, and definitely because we care about our dogs and our dogs emotional state we actually would like to go there always with the most dog friendly way yes. don't we why wouldn't we?
0: Yeah, why would not, right?
1: Yeah. And and, and 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 even that that if it's like unfriendly way for the dog, the dog would never show good results really, like in the training and the competitions, if it's like unfair and dogs are the like like dogs are like always showing something in their body language. Mm-hmm. You know? They they can speak very well themselves. If the training is good or bad
0: it's one of the good things about our sport you know they way, don't lie because it's like no that that dog enjoys what we are doing
1: yeah i mean dogs don't fake
0: and and <laughs> i mean we've evolved as i said like looking at videos from years ago that's what we knew mm-hmm. that's really what we knew i had this uh, podcast with um, uh, Helmut Dreiser a few months ago because yeah. um, I don't know we were looking the same thing like we're we're watching like oh tracking I don't it was actually with some of my friends here and let's let's invite somebody and it's like well who do you invite well, let's invite somebody that's good at it even if it's a different take, but it's so clearly a good, good way. And so we invite him. We could invite somebody else if it's not just empty words and salad of what who says and what is better. But it's like show, like you will get my undivided attention. I would want to learn from you. I mean, I'm gonna go to whatever place on earth you are. I want to know it, you know, and, and so, so, so much we have advanced and we we're going forward, but we are getting more and more like this split because of some strange.
1: But I think it's where you aim at, because if you aim for the good of the dog, then you want to interact. But if you're, if you want to only have the power, if it's not about the dog's good, if it's about the power and about like war, you know, like your own interest only, mm. not the dog's interest, not the other people's interest, or so, then it's always like, then you want to have the the like dividing people, you know. It's it's, it's like that's the propaganda how it has always been working. When you want to make war, you have to build this big ball,
0: and it's human yeah. nature for us to, to yeah to do that. But
1: but I think that because you don't want to like like you don't get any you are not here because of the power. You are here because you love this sport, you love this, these dogs and you, you love just interacting interacting with them. That's why you want to also interact with people to become yeah. better in that. But I think that is a, something that we have to always look like the benefits like why somebody is doing something. What's the goal of it? What's the was the was a real goal you know behind everything
0: like the same like what happened early this month you know like i i just cannot sorry guys but i i can mention anything more than what i'm going to say but for right now um but you know when we were talking with the people that came about making the the study comparing the different styles of mm-hmm. training, positive and, and some of our safe training Yeah. And we come to the table and we all have different, a little bit kind of like mm, uneasiness. But then we talk, then we have a drink, then we get the dogs out. And then we realize we're all the same. We're in we the same boat. The, yes. And we had the most amazing time. Yeah. And, and I don't care what the study is going to show as long as we are on the same path of doing the right thing for the dogs, ultimately. But it's to show you how being having this conversation is so cool. Like I try sometimes with them. It's been only one person and hats off to him. Um, Michael Shikashi who is like a force-free and with aggression, but it's very well known in that community. He's yeah. the only person that has the courage to sit and talk with me. Yeah. And it was a beautiful conversation. Guess what? The like the the this extreme group, like the extreme group. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you're talking to him, you're giving him a platform to to spill this bad stuff and and mm-hmm. pollute your mind and it's like, "Man, we're just talking because we want to be better and we want to understand each other and you are Trying to separate and divide for yes. no reason.
1: And, and and the crazy thing is that even after like this podcast, I know that in my home country in Finland they will be
0: somebody's gonna give it hard time.
1: They will be saying that look what she's doing. There she sits with somebody who is using like a certain kind right. of like training tools, what we don't accept and what we think is like unacceptable. Yeah, yeah and that's what they're going to do and and um, and it is so crazy that because of this we can get like like uh, like um some people get so crazy about it that they're like uh threatening our lives and and and, and yes like, this is this is, this extreme. is like the extreme like like ultimately that you have to choose that whether you speak what you think and you interact and you try to like make um the best for the dogs and then there are like people who want to like ruin your life because you just happen to love dogs and train them it's just
0: and because you put everybody in the same table cup it's like no like there is yeah there is good and there is bad let's focus on okay this is good let's let's Mm -hmm. let's bring it out and teach the knowledge and 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 then this is good, and that's again going back to why the sport is so evolved in, in a good way, in my opinion, IGP. To where right now, if you have a very good training, that makes the dog makes everything, but it's emotionally not in the right mindset. He cannot make. He's not competitive anymore. Yes. This is such a brilliant way of saying, hey, yeah, you can do it this way, but that's not what we want. Yeah. There is a better way. Okay, well, who can teach me that better way? And then we move on and we move on. But if you say, well, there is a better way, but you can come and learn that.
1: Yeah.
0: Or there is a better way, but actually when it's time to show me the better way, it's nothing better. I remember even, that was a very long time when I came to, to you and we made that seminar and because of my training without conflict, it kind of fooled some people yeah, that I it was force-free. Yes. And there was this woman and she's force-free and she's grabbing the dog and he's, he's hysterically like yelling and just like, red and just foaming, like, but this is not
1: force-free. Force-free, free.
0: yeah. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, I'm, and and I don't remember, but I was like, okay, we can, I can show you a much better way, still force-free, but that's what you're doing is...
1: Actually. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: And all, it's all a matter of interacting between trainers. Yeah. Not dividing. And yeah.
1: I, I, and there there must be like so many researches about this that how good actually it is to sit together and 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 respect the others and and just like yes. <laughs> that's the best it reminds way reminds
0: me of a, a older Heineken commercial i don't yeah. know if you've seen No. <laughs> very fucking cool commercial where they bring so they interview a bunch of... I'm going to put this on the link for everybody. But they interview a yeah. bunch of different people. So one is gay, one is lesbian, one is um, just black, white, you know, just like the, yeah, the yeah, most like, common conflicts that we have, right? Yeah, yeah. And they interview them individually, and they're like, no, I would never... This is the last... They, they're the horrible people, and, and everybody, right? And then they put them together, they split them two by two, and they don't know who is who, but they put them exactly with a person that they, just like. like you, yeah. should not exist, right? And they give them some silly tasks, like we got to build something, but I need you to help me to do it, otherwise it cannot happen. And then they get together and just beautiful. And then, of course, Heineken, right? <laughs> uh, but it, it was a very, very like a by the textbooks psychological how how we function. It's like yeah. this is what makes it, not how you talk on your own. Like yeah. you interact with somebody, and next thing you know, at the end of the the whole commercial, they're like, well give me a number because we got to stay in touch now, you know, yeah. like it just yeah. changed it for half an hour. They changed their perception of each other
2: yeah, because
0: yeah. of it. And we, we got to be able to do that.
1: Yes. And I and I really love because in a lot of my seminars, I have like people from agility, from obedience, from rescue. So I don't have only IGB people in my seminars. And especially in abroad. And I, I, I just love it because uh, in the end, it's all about how to communicate with dogs. Right. It's not about what you want to teach with your dog, to teach to your dog or something. And and also the respect, and I respect all the trainers all around the world, all sports, whatever they do. Even if you don't even train the dog for the sports, but you are just good with communicating with your dog. Yes. That, that's yes. it. Yeah. It, it's that's not about... That's what it's about. Yeah, and and I think that we can we can learn from so many people. I, like 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 they often ask me like who is the person mm. that was your mentor?
0: Yes, and yeah, that's a.
1: Did you have that person? And I'm like, well. Like um, in my book, I'm describing two of them. Like who who like affected like the trainer I became. I didn't have like one particular person. I would say that that person is like over everybody who was my teacher or something and I learned from all of them who I trained together but uh there was one woman and I want to give a lot of credit for her and she wasn't successful like at the time she had like briards you know Berker de Brie yeah, yes and I just admired her like she had like a dog who has been afraid of like gunshots and afraid of a bit people and everything and i was admiring her way of communicating with her dog and she was training in the same group of searching like searching dogs (laughs) where i trained and i just like loved her like i always use her as my last helper in searching like she was the assistant there because she was so good with her emotions and i observed how she make her like training with how she talk her intonations and everything and And it's like um like uh, that sometimes you don't even have to have somebody who is like better, you know like like more successful exactly. than you are, but you just find out that something what she does is very special and 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 it's something where I start to look more clear, and I was adapting many things. And, like, many of those funny words I have given, you know, those praise yeah, voices, yeah, like yeah. this flirt and driving instructor and, and potty voice and so on, they are not from her, and she would be laughing for them now if she would hear this. Unfortunately, she died in a car accident. But uh, she, you know, many of them were originating, like like, from her, which is completely unaware. And I think it's just, like, yeah, I think the best thing is just like interact with people, learn when you see a good dog training, and yes. never stop evolving yourself. Always like we can always learn. And, and we, we want
0: to. It's not that we don't need want to. to learn. It's right? like we
1: want to do it because we want to. I, I mean, like, my motto is like I want to kind of like one of them is like I want to become like better dog trainer every day. Like that's like kind of right. an ultimate goal. It's not like winning here and there. It's just like that I love this what I'm doing and I want to become better off that.
0: I'm thinking of mine like my from my all time dog training, like the person that really kinda and it was similar like your situation, just somebody that just said something one time and it's like Yeah you you're it was my first days in Bulgaria in a club, and it's like,
1: yeah, but you Which do... Which dog breed he had, or she? I
0: had a, I had mm. a, no, the person, she had, a, she had a shepherd. Like, it was all, at the time, this is like...
1: German shepherd, yeah? Yeah. yeah.
0: This was early 80s, yeah, so yeah. Eastern Europe. So we all had these German shepherds and mm-hmm. Czech German. That, that was yeah, like, yeah. nobody knew nothing else. And she's like, you know you always don't question when something is shown, but it has to make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, you have to ask because you have to understand it. And if you cannot understand it, they're either not good at explaining or it really doesn't make sense. And that stayed with me and it's, it's still today it's one of the most important things. Like when you, I mean, you know, like, we can watch now Eric go on the field and we can recognize if something is happening or not. And if something is happening, I know that you and I are going to go at the fence and we're going to be watching and then we're going to be talking. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it has to like, I think dog training, the, the, the point is to, to make it so simple that, somebody that has no idea understands what's He's going impressed,
1: on. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think it was some of the quotes of Einstein,
0: mm.
1: you know, when he said something the like... The six I years
0: don't, old, right? Hmm? The six years old. If you cannot explain it to a six-year-old, you're not good at...
1: Yeah, I think it was something like, uh, very similar, or something like that if you kind of make it like... Simple enough to understand you don't actually understand what's going yeah. on, you know something yeah. similar like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly like that if you really know your stuff You're not gonna make you can make it so simple. Yes, and, and that everybody can understand that and when we show a dog It's so simple to understand that there is the connection right. there is the thing you're like oh! You know, like we were there like I think the day before yesterday or yesterday uh, Me Greg some other, I, I, I think we were watching like Yanni doing obedience with Rappi, and he was doing like when he did his first three. Rick was like, oh, "Now I stop talking." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was like this was like really cool, you know. Yes,
0: you don't you don't need to be a scientist. It's like, no, what what are you doing? I need to know.
1: Yes, that was just like enough to stop you, like get, make you like breath, like breathless, like
0: I think we have to keep trying to unite.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's it. I think
0: that's a mission, no matter no matter what.
1: So what the others are doing, we keep uniting people. Yeah, yes. Those who have the best interest for the dogs and their well-being and for the dog sports, we try to unite them. I think we shouldn't focus on the bad things. We should be like those who focus on like, I mean, we also need to kind of like, like in every society, you need to have the armies and you, ha- you need to have police. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how the life works. We have to have, sometimes you have to put some like limits for sure, but as what we are, I think that we should be the people who are like uniting the others, you know? And, and, and there and, is that. a
0: big number in the middle. That want to, yeah they're just lost of the two extremes and it's like yes
1: I think just I, I think that we just like should bring people together and give them options you can choose from you know like we say this is the way how we do it, that's yep. how he does it, that's how she does it, and give a lot of information, educate people, Unite people, have like, uh, give them like a uh, show them what is fun right with dogs. And and, and and also show how much fun our dogs have with us. And I think that's like something what I think could be like our, one of our life missions.
0: That's what we do. Yeah. I mean that's really like uh, at this point I think yeah. we both are I mean, of course we enjoy competing because that's in us, right? we have to, but, but I if, feel that we yeah. need to, we we have to keep helping but the people in the middle that are searching.
1: Yes, and and even the competing like why you compete, why I compete, like I compete to actually prove that my method works. It's not that I'm competing against each other. Yes. I'm competing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show that the way what I'm doing Actually, functions. Yes,
0: that's uh, yeah, exactly. That's and that's very cool.
1: Yeah, and, and and when I go to competitions, to be like, to be really honest, it's like I don't care whether you win or I'm second. If I'm second, I'm third. I have still pro, I have still proved that the way how I have been like training my dog is like fully functioning. It's right there, I'm still in the podium. Yes. yes. And so for me it's like and I'm always competing against like myself like how be, how good I can do I don't compete against others I don't I don't think about others
0: and this is why it's also so cool that we all have our little flavors of how we do things yes and of course I watch you you watch me and we take stuff that's that's also very cool thing mm-hmm. but ultimately you're like okay let me test my philosophy i'm fmbb 2023 here we go we do it we don't do it but it's a very cool way of hey i'm putting the work i think i want to know if what i'm thinking and what i'm trying and what i'm working if it holds the ground against all those top trainers or it doesn't and then you adjust and then you make it better or then that's the beauty of the sport. Yes. Like to have that freedom and like but then also sit like this and have you come here and I I go to Europe and we train together still and it's what's that's the beauty thing.
1: But it's also because I have a great respect for people you know who can do it and and whose dogs are showing like you know the right emotions and and who really love dogs right yeah and, and it's not like I don't feel it like they are my competitors I feel I feel that they are like on my side
0: right yeah. yes and then you want to kind of like hey I'm watching <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm paying attention yeah right? yeah and then there is yeah sometimes even even today I mean it's not it's rare, but even today we see some training that is really outdated. It's like, okay, yeah, I mean, hopefully you wake up and you grow up and you try better. Yeah. Or you stay that way, but if you stay that way, ultimately you're going out. You're, yes. You're not relevant anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's the, like the, the, the market and the evolution like yeah, everybody exactly. I was can going to say that evolution
1: is going like that, yeah,
0: instead of from top down no we we know a better way,
2: yeah, nobody
0: buys this, like we're not well, I don't know, but but it's good, we keep going,
1: I think that, like after this, like I have been so grateful to have like this one month here. Like, my dog has done, like, so great progress. I have had, like, so good dog training moments, but also, like, other moments, like, I have been enjoying here uh, so much. And uh, I think... Um, I, 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 I it must talk, be the Florida. But it's, it's also about this safe environment, you know? Right. That you feel that that you you kind of, like, you have people around you kind of like want the best for you and for your dog and it's just like it has been like so um i don't know it's like a, how you call it in english like a blast or something
0: blast yeah, having yeah. A blast yeah yeah
1: like like to to just like enjoy the dog training like and i have been also very happy to see all of you working here with your dogs and so i think my dog needs now like rest for Few weeks at home, which is perfect. It's perfect when I go to Brazil and then I come home and I'm like fresh to start, like training him also in Finland. And it. it, it
0: it's when do you great. think? I mean, this this spring or summer you're gonna start to put in titles now? Oh, for sure not. Oh not yet? Oh, for sure. How not. do you
1: do it? I think it's gonna take like. Um, I hope I could do like PH in the end of this year.
0: That's where we're so different. I'll tell you I my know, story. I know,
1: I <laughs> know. Uh, and I hope, I, uh, if possible, I think next year I try to bring him to the trials, like IGP one, IGP two, and then for the nationals, like Belgian Shepherd nationals. And then I would hope for tw- 2025, I would be in the okay. You know, in a team. So this year, for sure, not because I want to make him like so confident. <laughs> uh you know like in all disciplines that um yeah I feel better to go to the competitions. Not, not
0: taking much chances basically. Exactly right
1: yeah and I usually bring my dog to IGB one when and he's like ready for IGB three. You know right. like 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 emotionally yep. and everything. And so and then he then I hope yeah. He he's gonna be like um
0: maybe tonight when we sit down and for a drink or something i'll show you my bhs they're all filmed like we yeah. did or with jungle with i really love that die when you would like make so much fun Every, because it's like like if somebody see me and doesn't know me they're like that guy has no What well, what is he doing where because is Ivan, he going?
1: <laughs> I'm the control freak. <laughs> so
0: we are exactly like the, you know,
1: the opposite of freak our orthodox Kind of like,
0: you know, uh, I don't know if you know them but like the Formula 1 back in uh there was Niki Lauda and yeah. Senna. Yeah. And Senna was the guy that very spontaneous, just like a talented but kind of you know and and Lauda was like a German's like I, I know what I'm doing and, and, and I think there is something like this and that's also that's also what is very interesting and yeah and makes the sport interesting because we all have a different ways.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's like for me it's like I have to be like like I was so shocked like when Yanni was already doing his IGP2, you know, IGP1. Yes. I mean, so young dog. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do that because like, for example, even the guardings in protection, I want to practice this like half year that I walk and I go back and I walk and I go solid. back and I walk. Yeah. It has to be so solid because, you know, I feel like that, but it can be also something about the. I mean, I wouldn't like to say this because I come from Finland where the we have the most equal it's one of the most equal countries, like gender equal countries yeah, 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 like yeah. in the whole world, but I feel it's like that that there is still something like like women and men a little bit like this that um if I fail,
0: I know what she's saying,
1: yeah. I don't like failing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> and I, I'm perfect. And
1: like, I'm like, I have to be like 200% solid that my dog is like prepared for those situations. And then when I bring my dog to the trial, it's like, it's okay. Like even one year later. Right. You know, and when I count now, my dog is now, right now he became like, he's exactly two years and zero months. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, 2024 he's going to be three years. And I'm gonna be—he's gonna be four and a half years old if I get to the World Championships. He's the same than Helge, you know, Aye. like two thousand twenty-five. No, no, no. And and Helge was the same, like he was four and a half years old. And then I have like when he's four years old, five years old, six years old, sure. seven years old. And I'm more like, I'm lo- I'm so much more looking forward like that we would have like the career at competitions with as less mistakes as possible, right? You know, right, right. right. Because I feel like the people would just kill me if I would stop. Yes, that's, that's Yes, yeah.
0: the, that's the pressure of being already everybody looking up to and everybody expecting certain outcome.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah, it, it's because, yeah.
0: When I did Django in the 90s, no, it was not 90s, it was early 2000. He was not three years old. He was vice champion. He, yeah. So he won the AWDF, the Old Breed, he won the Malinois, and he placed second. And he was not even three years old. But he was that kind of dog. And maybe I I was just like, oh, yeah, we're training and we're competing. I didn't take it so seriously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go on the field in the world championship and everybody's going to get drinks and nobody pays attention. It's like some American whatever. But then, the next one, Rock, it was Cottbus, 2010. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do the same with him. And he just, I, I feel so bad. Because he, he had so much talent, but I just threw him in the lions so soon that he wasn't yeah. ready. He was not ready. After the competition... I'm like, okay, that was really stupid. And now I have this ambition, of course, to. Because he wasn't broken. he just we had a very poor show because of my, oh, yeah, he's just like Django. And he wasn't. And then somebody offered me a lot of money. And I've never sold a dog. They just did one time. And I, I sold him. And even today bugs me because I didn't went back with him because he had the he had the potential, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, so so with me it's very different. It's like I sometimes I feel like I'm taking my time, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh, well, let's go." And I think with Tarzan now I'm very kind of more like you. Like I'm no no. Two thousand
1: twenty-five, we will meet there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: but this is also I, that's part of the game the interesting yeah. part of the game
1: and, and i kind of like i can feel you because uh with ratu i was like i was like doing a lot of things that have like a lot of pressure and i know people said that she can make it like you know like i tell you my experience like in my first talk they told me it looks good in the training but she can never do it in the competitions. Well, I did it. She had like, like, like my dog had... We he, need this
0: kind of motivation yeah, too.
1: So my dog had like one of the best obediences in his time, like in Finland. You can even count the IGP dogs among, even he was competing in the rescue sports. But he had a very nice like focus engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And like eye conduct that didn't break, you know? And that time, that was something, oh, you yeah. know, in 1990s. That was a big deal. That was deal. a big deal. Big deal. Big deal. And, then, and then they said to me, yeah, you can, he can do it. She can do it, like, with a, with a, like a showline dog. But when she gets, like, the Malinois, working like Malinois, her obedience will end up by, like, the dog will not, like, let out the ball. Because, when I mean, she has a hard, hard has no dog.
0: idea how to do that.
1: Hard dog, you know. And then there was, like, of course, like, Helge. And Helga was like super successful. I think in in a Finnish history, he was like, like five times in the podium in the world champs, like vice world champion, third place, third place, vice world champion, and then eventually he was a world champion. And then, um, and then they said, yeah, Helga was a special dog, but she can never do it. Another they always dog. can say it. Oh, there is I know. always a, a always, something Always, yeah. She can, she can do it. She uh. can do it with her, with her, another dog. And then I had like Ratu, and with Ratu I felt like a lot of pressure. And I really enjoyed his training too. He was like more talented in some things, uh, like like he had a good food drive. He was like very natural for tracking, um, and also easy for obedience with food, like 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 teaching because yeah. of the food drive was like better. Um, but he had like, we have often talking about, like with my friends about this kind of like a tunnel, that if there was a tunnel, and in the end there was like a tug, what the dog wants. And Helge's pipe was like very strict. In Rattus' pipe, we had like holes, you know, that things <laughs> like, the, like the sunlight comes and it distracts yes, him yes, a bit yes, from yes. the dog. Yes. However, so he had like not that good focus than, Rat- than Helge, his father, but he had like other benefits. For sure. And so, so I trained him very in hurry. He was easy dog for that because he was adaptive. He had like high food drive. And he was more energetic dog than Mm -hmm. Helga was. Uh, And and then I trained him very quickly. And he was like in the world championships when he was like three years old. And he was the youngest dog of the competition. But he won it. Nice. And he was like... um, but I was feeling a little bad because some things I could have like trained better if I would have just waited and giving just him a more time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. And then I had like the next talk was Inspice, which so was it's like, a little
0: similar to, to my story. Yeah.
1: But then the life really hit me hard back by giving me Inspice. <laughs> it was like you had like no other choice than just to wait. <laughs> you know like no other choice. I remember like Peter Sherk. Watching my training and saying like Mia, what's
0: this shit? What are we doing?
1: <laughs> when he was like four months old, and he, I, I went there to train like protection, and and he was the kind of low, like like low energy dog, <laughs> a very dominant dog who only enjoyed like fighting with a helper and controlling, but like like average full drive and like just low energy, and it was like thirty. De- 37 degrees celsius hot like i don't know how much no, it's it far hot. high but it's yeah, super super it's, hot it's like extreme hot it's
0: like in the upper
1: 90s it's like the the highest you can have in europe mm. and he was like and peter is like i want to see your obedience and you know i take this 16 weeks old dog from the car and i'm like i'm gonna show you something and he's like i don't really want that piece of food and i definitely don't want to engage with you <laughs> And then eventually I showed him again to him like when he was like uh one and a half like a bit like maybe fifteen months old. Also summertime and I was already able to work with Prey. And Peter said like, you know it looks like really nice the exercises you do, but every time you give him the toy, he looks like he wants to go to sleep with it. It's
0: like I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I have to wake him up again, like really reactive, and it was like, yeah, you know, we just I'm gonna fight with him, you know, and and but this dog was so good for me because first of all, it showed me like more to be more humble because mm-hmm. before that, I was thinking that people are just so bad with their dogs, you know. Right. And I was too, like, feeling too superior.
0: See, there is this thing too, yes.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important you have that one dog that shows you, like, that you are not that good. And in every training, I felt like I could feel, you know, that that I know, like, nothing about dog training. Yes. I have to, like, really work when it out. When your
0: brain never stops.
1: Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. And, and, and so, and eventually I was able to make it. Like, like, building him to, like, that level in obedience that I wanted to bring him. And, of course, it looks different than, like, all my dogs look a little bit different, but there are still some similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still was able to do it. And it was, like, I think the biggest achievement in my career was, like, to make him doing excellent obedience in, in championships. Right than actually like winning with my previous right, right, dogs. I know, I know, I know. Because he was so difficult dog. Yeah. Sometimes
0: so, these are the the things that watching competition or watching scores on working dog doesn't tell the real story.
1: Yes, no? yes. And I, I remember my helper was saying like, Mia, you could have trained like three dogs in the same time. You have trained this one dog. and and And, and so, but it's, it's important. We 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 have, and I think I'm so glad I got him like in that point of my career, and not like as my first dog, for example.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We
0: have a lot of dogs now that, like, uh, yeah, I mean Eva is Helga's daughter, and now Kimba has the same father as yours,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Natalia has full. So to their- still like we kind of like certain type of things jokes. you yeah, know yeah. that it's like uh a...
1: it's interesting yeah and you know like um with my current dog like with Mahis i'm like i'm training the same things what i was training with Swiss when he was 5 years old mm just because i had to do that yeah in order to get it function and how was it
0: by the way i, I just thought of something with like the whole COVID years and yeah. him growing up, like, did you, what was Finland? Was it too restricted with we doing had, things? We or? had
1: like a lot of restrictions. Uh, like, for example, I had a training hall. I had to close it because they made it forbidden. Like, oh, uh, And they actually, like, the thing was like this, that they made like the southern Finland, like, uh, like that you are not allowed to go over the border you know, you couldn't, like, they they isolated, like, the northern, Mm. like, like the the whole other Finland, and my training hall was, like, 10 kilometers on the other side, side. and most of my, even customers, everybody was coming from the south, but I was just on the other side, and, yeah, so, so we had, like, we had this, then we had this kind of big scandal, like, like, we had some uh, abusive training, like. Like, yeah, uh, that was very the, unfortunate. How yeah. this, these
0: are the things that.
1: And so the, the so the, so so this was also like affecting. So we had like two bad things like, at the same time, kind of. So it affected our training possibilities. Like it was not easy to train, and so I feel like that my young dog is like a little bit similar path than my previous dog was, but for another reason. Right. My previous dog was because of his character. Yeah. And my young dog is because we just didn't train because of many reasons. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, when the yeah, yeah. Ha- was over, or not not over, but when the borders opened, I had like so many postponed seminars that I had to do like a lot of seminars in the next Ketchup, year. Catch up, yes. Yeah, and then it was like, I'm just like have been traveling <laughs> like a lot.
0: Yeah, there was a, a lot of dogs. Imagine, like I, in my opinion, that was the time when Ice was at his best and yes. I know there was a lot of dogs that were who lost their very peak. ready yes yes and this is like you know like you mm. and I know what that means it's not I just know. this one time but like
1: I know this so hopefully super hopefully this well. doesn't happen again because there was like a super talented brother of my previous dog and very very good trainer like of my friend Mia yeah yeah, and yeah. and she kind of like, and it was a very, it was also like a complicated dog, like a like a a little bit look like Inspiss, but just like a little more adaptive one, uh-huh. but like really, it could do like really well in the World Champs, and they just couldn't make it because yeah for two years, and then eventually the dog was like that coming old. out, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. But Hopefully years, this doesn't happen again. It's it's a nightmare when you have and and you put all the time and you're this is my time. No. Nope.
1: nope. Just nope. nope. <laughs> Just nope. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I was also like qualified twice to the world champs with right. my previous dogs. Yes. But eventually I was a bit like well he would be a bit like a gamble there. You know, we would never know like
0: what yeah
1: yeah what's gonna be the end come outcome like yeah
0: but what did we say 25 right
1: 2025 that's our year good that's so our year
0: <laughs> mia thank you for this beautiful conversation now
1: thank you ivan what we need great. to
0: do we need to go to the fortune tellers
1: that's what we need to do
0: because there is the
1: there is a truth.
0: <laughs> there is a whole village. I don't know where it is. Do you know? It's like an hour away, and it's supposed to be like this big um, fortune, like all the palm reading and all all of this. Like a whole village.
1: But we are only going to hear the good news of our. Yeah, perfect we should future. be careful
0: what we want to know. <laughs> 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 all right. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully, you enjoyed this. Uh, really. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Let's go train and do some cool things.